and welcome to episode 355 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, a place where the small press makes one hell of a big noise. I'm Vince Hunt, and joining me as always is the creator of the webcomic Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. Our very own Gigantosaurus, it's Mr. Tony Esmond. Hello. <laughs> and this week, we're joined by one of our favourite people. Brilliant artist and creator of things like Ghosts and Things, Petricor, The Intercostal, Bones in the Sea, and more that will split your brain and make you see art in a whole new way. Um, and also, he's uh, he's no stranger to the sort of humour that we peddle on a weekly basis. Welcome to the show again, Gareth Hopkins. Hello, everyone. We've <laughs> been all subdued. We've just been talking yeah. about boobs and knobs and stuff, and now we've been... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't remember the last time we've you've been on the show proper. I know, no. obviously, you've been on Drinking Draws, etc. Yeah, yeah. Um, but welcome back. I mean, last time was a... um, to talk about covers. Oh, oh yes. Yes. Oh, yes, that's yes, right. Yes, yeah, it's yes, been laid yes. into an old X Force cover, which yeah. I still think about now. <laughs> <laughs> Not a day goes by. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love that expression on Twitter. Um, thank you for joining us again, Gareth. And you have been a busy bee since the last time yes. we've seen you. And certainly anyone who, who follows Gareth on uh, the internets, however you follow him, um, will know that he's just churning out artwork and more creativity than you can shake a stick at. So we're going to get into that, as well as talking a bit more about Patreon. Having yes. a bit of a Patreon catch-up, um, seeing as um, some of us have had one, some of us currently have one, and one of us started one fairly recently. So mm, yes, yes. So this one of us finished one. This yeah, Just this finished, could be yeah. this could be gamut. actually informative. Can you imagine that? Don't make these promises. This, this show, I mean, it's an empty promise. I, I make nothing but empty <laughs> promises. Um, but I can promise one thing. Oh no. Um, the um, comic house still sponsors the show. I can make yeah, promises. They do. I've been speaking to Pete this weekend. It's been very helpful. I'd like to thank yeah. him for the, my annoyingness. Yeah, for being so patient. <laughs> Annoyingness is that yeah. a word? I don't know. It is now. It is now. He's yeah. a writer. Um, yes, Comic House sponsors this show. <laughs> the the indie comic marketplace with a difference because they love indie comics just as much as you and I. There's a huge selection of titles on the database. If you self-publish yourself, you can list your book on there. There's another avenue to start selling your work online, etc. Um, but they also have an amazing app, uh, which I used a lot recently, and my recommend for this, so stay tuned for the end of the, later on the show, because I read this on Comic House and thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, I own that book you've read, and it's really good. Yeah, I, I mean, Do you know what? I finished reading it and thought, I need to get a print copy of this now. Yeah. Um, such is the power of digital comics, you see. Uh, well, for me personally. But um, yeah, the Comic House app is basically on Netflix for comics subscription service. Only £3 a month, you get access to an enormous library of digital indie comics. It's being added to all the time. Um, Dan, they have, I believe they have stuff from many, many folks, don't they? What kind of folks are yeah, they? Yeah, I was going to highlight the four uh, of us, what titles we've got in there. So, uh, Gareth, what titles have you ha- do you have on uh, Comic House? Um, I've got a few. I think um, a lot of the explosive sweet freezer razor stuff is on there. So um, Bones of the Sea, um, Nothing, and um, Moon Duke's on there. And I think Moon Duke is the one that uh, I'd like people to read more because it's the hardest one to sell. 
I, I can sort of explain <laughs> okay. what the other ones yeah. are, but MoonCube yeah. is impossible to explain. So I, MoonCube.com. I, I love your... you got to sing it, Tony, if you can say it. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I love your titles, Gareth, and when we finish this sponsorship it's ad... particularly good one at the moment. We're, we are going to get yeah. into this, so we'll start off there. Um, but yes, there are. It's if you just put your stuff on there if you're a creator because it's a great avenue to like. We're uh, we we've collaborated on a comic that's on Comic House, Gareth. We're in um, Sliced Quarterly. I reworded right, one yeah. of your pages. Do you remember? Years oh, ago. Yeah, yeah, I remember. That was fun. Tony, you've just recently uploaded a, a title. I've just put the um, the a couple of Hurt comics up there. Yes, yeah, Atomic oh, uh, Hercules two and Atomic Hercules Ghost Commando are live as yeah. of this weekend, which is why I had to speak to Pete all the time over the weekend yeah <laughs> so so this week is a particularly good week. normal people can do this yeah. by the way you know yeah. a normal yeah. person with an average intelligence can put a comic on there it's just i can't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they are available to help whenever you need it yeah, yeah. so um yeah now it seems like the perfect week to check out comic house so go to comichouse.com find out more about the app there's a 14 day free trial um and so join up and get stuck into the great world of indie comics that we talk about every week and there's stuff from all over the world on there as well it's not just it's not just uk centric there's a lot of uk creators on there but there's people from the states adam west yeah it's pe- people from all <laughs> adam west is, is Jake on there. cardigan on there tech world yeah yeah tech world yeah. chronicles yeah Jake cardigan yeah Jake cardigan <laughs> <laughs> does anyone else want to say does anyone else want to say Jake cardigan Jay, Jay no. Cardigan. Oh, yeah. yeah, thank you. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And what a brilliant way to end the sponsorship ad for ComicHouse.com. Because uh, <laughs> I saw... caught him unaware. He's drinking a cup of tea or something. Or, you know, had his mic off and was talking to his missus. I saw someone uh, throwing a bit of shade at that Blue Water. Is it Blue Water or Blue Wave Comics? Yeah, I think they've been both, haven't they? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. someone's throwing a bit of shade their way on the... Really? What's yeah. wrong with people? Oh, on the internet. Yeah. So, someone throwing shade on the internet. I well, refuse just to believe it. Picks on famous people and makes shit comics about them. I <laughs> <laughs> they do uh, no more than that, though, Tony. They make other comics. I'm not going to start insulting them. Because they put their comics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've I've re- reviewed some of their ones. I did. I reviewed the one about Stormy Daniels. It's pretty good, actually. Oh, there you go. Remember that one. That's, we've got balance yeah. in there. So. I suppose, you, you, I suppose you, say, you say remember that, that one. I didn't read it. I remember you talking about it. Yeah. I suppose they'd have to pull that one now because it's all she lost a court, didn't she? Stormy Daniels. Oh, I, re- I researched her quite heavily in the review for that one. I bet, I bet, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> no, no, no. research her for three or four minute bursts, yeah, yeah, yeah every evening, every evening, you know, yeah, every, before every I took evening. a shower. Butter in red faced Stormy Daniels. <laughs> 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 Every time I had a, every time I had a, you know half a lager sat on the couch yeah. on my own at yeah. home, yeah. Every time I, I, need, to do, to do I need to stand research. up and do some every every, every moment was dangerous. He listens to the weather, goes. It looks like we're going to have a stormy weekend. Oh, <laughs> no, anyway, hang on. <laughs> uh, do you want to Jack a... Daniels? Oh, yeah, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> this is a highbrow show. Yeah. Um, every week <laughs> and. <laughs> Thankfully, Gareth has already heard lots of uh, our shit talking anyway, so he's not running yes. for the hills. You're still there, aren't you, Gareth? Fuck, we lost another one. We lost another one. Shit. But let's not mess around. Let's talk about your work to, to kick us off. Um, I was just speaking about 
the titles got fuel <laughs> work, and I mean because you just and the way you just casually mention it, like what like, have a, you done like with an artist does, <laughs> because like you just oh you know uh, bones in the sea moon puke and the the, uh, the ears crop up like pud was yeah. was that moon puke yeah, um, yeah. how do you <laughs> you got to start us off by telling us the new one because that's my favourite set jet wash trampoline <laughs> I yeah, absolutely great. love. Yeah. That title. Yeah. It's genius. And that's the that's the Slack group's fault. I can't remember what we were talking about, but I was just like, oh, um, instead of doing this, I'm going to jet wash the tr- trampoline, and then like quickly added on, like that's not a euphemism. That I'm not off to have a wine. <laughs> I'm literally going to go and jet wash my trampoline, and then um, just that joke stuck in my brain for the rest of the afternoon. And also, my son had been doing um, homework on Renaissance artwork and so my right. head was full of like renaissance paintings and i was just like the the two just stuck together and then that was it that was the title of whatever i was going to do next <laughs> genius yeah that's <laughs> great well great yeah. yeah and uh you can see this um you can see this cover that he's talking about like by heading to your patreon um, yeah seeing all this but uh, but back to the titles so obviously that when you're blaming someone else but where, <laughs> where do you come <laughs> up with the some of the titles for your, I mean, because there is a, we've always said it. There's a, there's a real poetry to your work. I think "Ghosts in Things" is the most standard yep. title you've ever had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, and that was that was an easy one to come up with because I'd drawn a picture of a ghost in a bucket, and I was like, oh, I'll just do loads of ghosts and things, and that was that was the title. So he's <laughs> <laughs> good. Yeah, um, and then yeah, so that, "Ghosts and Things" was just that was just a stupid side project during lockdown that me and my daughter got carried away with and then mm. i sort of half i sort of mentioned oh we'll have enough for a book soon and she was like right let's make a book then uh, and then <laughs> i ended up spending weeks and weeks redrawing all the crappy little uh, zine drawings we'd done and making them and coming up with new ideas and uh yeah now we've got a book of it um which it's all great, my man. I, very, I own a copy it's very good about. Yeah, I need I need to get my yeah. hands on this because I, I I've loved seeing it. just the style of those ghosts is amazing. So um, yeah, it's almost become a little dinner and just get um, explained because my we're just like it happens every now and again at dinner. Everyone will just like start throwing ideas of ghosts and things at us, and then me and my daughter will have to explain why like the because <laughs> if there's a lot of drawing in the picture the joke is that it wasn't worth doing all that drawing for so ghost in the sausage factory it wasn't worth drawing a ghost in the sausage factory for the amount of effort i had to do and that's the joke <laughs> and um same with ghosts in the car park like I, I spent so long drawing that car park and it wasn't worth it and that's the joke but then when my wife is like oh do ghosts in the science museum i'm like no i'm definitely not drawing the ghost in the science um yeah, so it's a fun like family thing to do, and it's relatively it's it, yeah it's easy to explain, which makes a change from everything else I do because yeah. I can just say it's drawing the ghosts and things. Um, and who, then also, who comes like, up with the majority of ghosts and things? Is it you or uh, uh, Martha? It's this the two of us. So um, between the two of us, we came up with or Bill came up with two ideas. No, it, no, he came up with the same idea twice, <laughs> which was. <laughs> <laughs> Bill's as well, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he is, yeah. yeah. So um, he did Ghost in a Hat and Ghost in a Hat. So one's a ghost wearing a hat, and one's a ghost in a hat that's been up, turned upside down. And then he did those, 
Oh, that's, that's nice because then he gets commissioned for individuals of... rather than just one idea. That's yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So when he heard that there was like we might turn it into a book, and if we turned it into a book, there might be money involved. He was like, he sort of walked into the <laughs> office like, I need to do some of this now. So he took two pieces of paper, came back ten minutes later with these with these two ghosts, and he was like, right, that's mine. And then when you sell them, I want my money. So so he gets a generous two percent of every sale we make. It's better um, than you get a 2008 day, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. Uh, so, so he, um, yeah, but he, I don't think he'd anticipate how little money that'd be. And then also, because we, we sold a few copies, so Martha's got a bit of extra cash now. And then she's like, she'll just go into a shop and go, oh, I fancy this using my, my royalties. And he's just like, I've got no money. How? And then, so he's 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 in the planning phase of his first novel, just so that he can print. Put <laughs> <laughs> your kids into capitalism. Early yeah, doors. Excellent. Nice. Nice. Um, That's great, man. That's really yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, but but um, back to the titles. Like, obviously, titles, that's a yeah. standard one. Um, yeah. Do you have the title first, and then the art grows around it, or do you have like a collection of art and then the name is born from that uh, it sort of depends on the project so bones of the sea i think the title came um like early on as i was writing it because um i knew that uh bones of the sea is weird because I, i'd drawn it all first and then um i wasn't going to do anything with it it was just i was just going to put it in a cupboard and leave it because i didn't know what to do with it and then i think uh, I had a con coming up, so I was just like, "I'll do, I'll do, I'll write something with it." And then the drawings looked like, like something that was dead under the sea. So mm. then that's how I got the title "Bones of the Sea," and that's how I came. So "Bones of the Sea" has two things happening. One is like autobiographical, like little things about my life. And then the other is just like descriptions of total desolation, absolute death. Um, it's not even depressing because you can't be depressed about something that that's that's that dead <laughs> and it's like mm. the interplay between those two things so that was an easy one um thunders which um dan reviewed and i think tony reviewed it as well a little a little while ago okay i don't know where the title for that came from um it might have been when i did the cover because it's about a in abduction and the word thunder uh, there's no thunder in the story anywhere there's no actual, it doesn't reference it at all. It's just like a cool name to call a comic. God, yeah. Mm. Um, and then I take, I sort of, as I've been working on it, I'd gone for, oh, no, wait, hang on. <laughs> I'm trying to remember how I made it. I think <laughs> I'd taken a picture while I was stood in the cornfield of the moon. And then I was like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if there's a UFO behind the moon? And that's where the whole the rest of the comic sort of rolled out from. Oh no, <laughs> I know what it's called, Thunders. So <laughs> here we go. Too many, too much, too much LSD, Gareth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's called Thunders because it uses panel layouts from um, a copy of Thunderstrike I had on my desk. <laughs> that's right. No, I remember this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, and I'd totally forgotten about that until yeah, and I. The, the the most stupid thing about that is that I'd bought it, but, but I thought it was a Juggernaut comic because Juggernaut was the only thing on the co- on the cover. I'd never heard of Thunderstrike before. Yeah, and then I read it as mostly about like a guy with a ponytail trying to get his kid to school. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah, it was Blue Collar Worker Thor, yeah. wasn't it, basically? That, that Classic Thunderstrike. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I can't I mean, remember anything about that comic. I quite like it. It's Run Friends, wasn't it? Is that right? A lot of it. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, the, um, but it was, it, yeah, so that's why it's called Thunders. Yeah. But isn't the purpose of a lot of your books to be sort of non sequitur, almost like, I don't know, absurdist, you know, strings of language yeah, more, sometimes, aren't they? You know, more and more, it's just like that I, like, I'll use the idea when it comes. Yeah. And it's not necessarily, I, I don't sit and work at an idea. I'll just get an idea, put it to one side, and then use it when it's when it's useful gotcha yeah like, and moon puke that has i don't know <laughs> what the title the title doesn't describe the book doesn't describe the tone of the book it's got nothing to do with the plot it's just like a nice pairing of words that yeah. I came up with one day and um oh no uh, that came from do, do you remember you might remember um found forest floor which i made yes, with yes. eric one of it my favorites just man. Like, really like that yeah yeah, looking back, that's one of my favourite things I've done. But um, yeah, it was just like a random pair of words that he'd put in one of his like passages of text. And I just pulled it out of there and then made a comic about a man who's so isolated he starts astrally projecting across car parks. Um, <laughs> I remember chatting to you once and I said, what you got next? And you said to me, I'm waiting to get, till I get a little bit more depressed. <laughs> <laughs> Although you did write um, a quite an interesting string of words on a on, on a um, you did like a, a bookmark for me and it's a picture of a ghost and it says Tony and then it says I don't know if this is um, absurdist you know just made up it says I was going to draw a cock and balls on this chi- on this ghost but I chickened out that's what you've written <laughs> there yeah. yeah that's nice <laughs> well because then you can imagine the cock and balls and I don't have yeah. to draw it yeah exactly yeah <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so the, the titles of books just sort of like come out of of just whatever I'm working at the time. Uh, like the the one that I'm doing for DUI at the moment, the working title is Levitating Warbike uh, because I had a dream in which my wife had made me a levitating warbike and told me to take it on my next secret mission and I refused because it would be quicker to walk. So, um, <laughs> what do you eat so before that, you go to bed? What, yeah, this is uh, <laughs> LSD, I believe, is the yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was like I don't I, I don't sleep enough to dream often, uh, which is probably my problem. But um, yeah, one night I just had like this solid pack of three or four dreams, and I wrote them all down before I'd woken up. I was, but I was still at the top of the stairs. My wife had thought I was having a bit of a moment. <laughs> I think she walked out of the bedroom. I was just stood at the top of the stairs, staring into my phone. Uh, but yeah, so levitating war bike is one of the ideas that I had in the in a dream. As nineteen sixties, like mental that sounds. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm scared of your wife now. <laughs> why? Well, I mean, I'm scared these... of her, but I know why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, so some of her appearances on the Alpha Pod flight were some of my favourite episodes. Yeah, when you when yeah. you were talking about Alpha flight with her. Oh, really? she's not. She doesn't remember any of it. She doesn't remember <laughs> anything she spoke about. Doesn't That's remember a weird any, like, any of those. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's. I mean, it's. It's. It's a very idiosyncratic and individual approach you've got towards comics, Gary. Is, is how did you arrive there with this style? So, for did you want to describe for people that haven't listened to you on here before or heard you describe your comics? How would you describe them? 
That's difficult. Um, I, I think know, but... the abstract is the the one word which sort of helps. Yeah. Mm. So the abstract comics, and so if you've got an idea of abstract art in your mind, that's that's sort of like where they are. Um, and then over the last ten years or so, I've just ch- like played with different art ways of creating abstract art. Um, and so when I started, it was um, I was just like drawing a lot without a lot of intention. Uh, and then as I was doing that, I, I sort of felt the need to pay my dues. So a lot of my work was based around existing comics. So like I redrew yeah. my first copy of 2000 AD. Uh, I redrew loads of existing comics, and that's that's sort of what I did for a few years, just like. But when um, you say redraw, doing you're really, not you're not doing yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so what I, I was like meticulously relaying out the panel layouts, um, and then uh, sort of sketching out the shapes within them, and then reinterpreting those okay. shapes to to try and say something about the original comics. Um, and so that I did that for a long time, and then um, somebody introduced me at a con as the guy who redraws other people's comics, and I was like, "Oh, I oh. don't want to be that person." No, no. Um, that sounds so like I, something like Star Jaws or something like that. Yeah, it's a different, I've, whole different yeah. aesthetic, isn't it? Yeah, I've never viewed you like that. No, I don't know. Um, yeah. well, but isn't good. isn't all art? The, I mean, oh. Francis Bacon says all art is the interpretation of one thing into another. You know, which is kind of what you're doing. Now, there's that level to it, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, um, and then over time, I think um, I've just changed that. So, um, whereas I was drawing drawing very carefully um, before, now I'm a lot, lot more loose, um, and okay. so I'll I'm sort of at the point now, especially with the Sluis, which is my Patreon project, where I sort of try and let the pages draw themselves a little bit. I just sort of create. It sounds really stupid and wanky, but I I put in the sort of the conditions for the materials to do what they want. So I'll intentionally draw something, knowing that when I stick loads of water on it, it will change. And then if I can drop paint into that water as it dries, and it'll do unexpected things. And then sometimes it looks good enough, and I'll just leave it. Uh, and other times it looks terrible, and I'll just carry on working at it until it looks okay. Um, but at the, same, at the same time, it's like it's always got to function as a comic. And one of the things mm-hmm. I do my Patreon is if it if it looks good enough to not mess with anymore, but isn't really a comic, then I'll just like whack some captions on there <laughs> to pretend it's a splash page, um, and then move on. It's, do you purposely counterpoint the language to the image sometimes as well? Is it? Do you try and do that sometimes with the? Yeah, so, yeah, I, I like the way that I like my comics to work is that there is friction between different elements of the comic. So um, so either the, the text clashes with the image or the interior clashes with the title or the cover. And thing, yeah, I, I like that sort of separation between when things don't work the way that they're supposed to. Um, yeah. And, and I think I enjoy doing it because nobody else is doing it very much. Yeah. Like, uh, and it's sort of almost my sense of humour now is just to do things knowing that people won't like them. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, some of it is 
almost domestic every day, isn't it? Okay, you, you write about taking the bins out and you know sitting in yeah. your car and stuff no, like that. You know. Yeah, and I think and because it's sort of a conscious decision to do that sort of stuff because then when you do something weirder, it feels weirder. Yeah. So if I only did like uh terrapin wings puking on drums out in the deck yeah. and if that was the only thing that i did over and over it you'd be the mighty bush wouldn't you yeah mm. yeah yeah whereas like and and also the same thing and uh yeah so putting like really like um meticulously like noted family stuff down not meticulously but like finding the kernel of an experience and just like capturing that sort of again causes that friction between the the normal stuff i do and the weirder stuff and then what the the patreon that i've been doing allows me to do is to put some of the normal stuff in the so, so what i do is i put a page up every day and then detail the process that i went through to get to that page and sometimes that process is just having a really awkward interaction with my family or trying to encourage my son to do his homework and and all that stuff goes in there as a counterpoint to the image so yeah. the two is although the comic doesn't know that the um the notes are happening the notes are there to sort of give extra life to the page okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah and that's something you were invested in doing you you you, you wouldn't be you'd be quite happy as well just putting a page up and leaving it there would you or um i've done that once and again it was sort of like i left it as a joke which was like i put the page up uh, and then the notes were like original page use can't remember materials some stuff notes my dad's coming around and the house isn't tidy and then that was that was all the notes whereas i think the day after that I just went on and on and on and on about my son's art homework and how he hadn't done it and how and all <laughs> like um and that's that's part of the pro and sometimes like when especially on pages which I've worked on for a long time and I've used lots of different things. So they list out all the materials that I've used. So where I've used acrylic paints or acrylic inks yeah. and watercolour and specific pens and what nibs were on the pens, and I let list it out meticulously. And I'll often get to that point. I'm just like, I can't be fucked with this. I do not want to have to write out Unipin fine liner brush nib black. But I, like, I've, I've invested now. That's part of the Patreon project is going through that pain every time I post something. So, you ever feel like throwing in just a little hand grenade? Like I used yeah. a Bowie knife on this. You know? <laughs> yeah. For for oh yeah, that's a good idea actually. Yeah, human sacrifice <laughs> materials. Yeah. Awful. Yeah, yeah. It's a <laughs> awful. Of a not not enough page. people mention yeah. awful in their comics. Yeah. Um, but you speak about like the Patreon uh, project because um, yeah. is this is uh, the Sluis? That's right. Yeah, that, yeah. It's a stupid title, which I regret every time I book to mention it. But again, I've been doing it for. <laughs> is um so tell us a bit more about this project before we get into the Patreon. Yeah. And okay. Sort of thing. So the point of Okay, so let's take a step back from what the point of the project is, which is that um, during lockdown, um, yeah. my son, my son and my daughter were getting lots of homework sent to them from yeah. school. And they were printing out pages and pages and pages, filling out like one line on it and then throwing it away. I was like, this is such a waste. We cannot do this. So I was collecting every, every piece of paper that was generated in the house 
I was collecting and keeping in a box to use in art projects. And I was using it bit by bit. Funders was created on discarded paper. Um, and some, some um, a meme puke was as well. That was created on, on paper that my daughter discarded. But I just had so much of it. Um, I've got a box full. And what I've realized as I've started this project is that it's impossible. It's, it's I can't use all of this stuff I've got. But um, the point of the sluice was to just like make a concerted effort to to use up as much. And also I've got all this, like I've, I'll have bought paint or over the years, I've got all these drawings, which I don't use. So it's like, like I'll just start using all this stuff start making a page every day um, and I'll put it on Patreon and then if people want to watch it, then they can and if not, that's cool but it's just something which I can get on with um, I think the idea of starting a Patreon came, it was just after I'd released um, Tuesday Salted Curse um, Not This House oh, and okay. Fold Mountain uh, yeah. yeah, just just name, actually. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> um, i put loads of effort into like creating this sort of like drop moment where i had these three things together yeah. and they could all get sent out and um they were such an arsenic to print and get ready <laughs> and what should have been a day took three weeks and at the end of that i was like i need to do something which isn't printing um and so patreon seemed like a really good way to do that um and that's what I started, yeah. Because um, you say you did a page a day. Yeah, it's like up to 120 pages so far, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, so yeah. I've I've kept a, a page of the Sluis post of the day, um, right? And uh, and then I've been doing other stuff alongside it. Um, uh, so I I got it in my head that I'd really like to like interpret one of my favourite songs. So. So six, I did a six-page comic, which is interpreting uh, the song "Song Me" by Subtle, which it, nobody has talked about since two thousand and four. <laughs> but I was, <laughs> I was, I had to just make this stupid comic, so I made that. Um, I started a side project called Hetty, which um, is just like if you're a patron and go right back to the start. There's a link to a Google Drive with the pages for it for it in, which I didn't finish, but again. It's like when I, Hetty was a stupid idea I had and just started working on, which was about um, it was about a woman who was stuck in a cycle of reincarnation and had decided to make it her mission to destroy the universe rather than get reincarnated once more. So it's sort of like the idea of it was that she'd be like the reverse Jack Reacher. So whereas he's going and like accidentally saving people, it, her purpose was to like destroy everybody. But I sort of ran out of steam on, on the idea but that's sat back there and then I'm, i've done jet wash trampoline and i've done a few other comics as well um but yeah so the sluice is every day um and what the way i do it and I, I don't know dan and tony how you were doing yours but i'll just like schedule a week's worth and then yeah oh, okay put it to one side yeah um, it's quite good like that you can schedule it we, we were doing that with you know a whole comic which and then we could sit back and think right good now we we we, we need something as of i don't know the second of june or something yeah it's good yeah. like that i think mine's doing it on the night <laughs> all the time i'm posting uh, as i'm working on stuff it's kind of going yeah. up there 
uh, you know, kind of flies by the seat of my pants. So, so, with, so, with, so with Patreon itself, then, like when you sort of start one up, you can, like a bog, a bog, a blog, you can line up a load of posts, and then it will just send them. It'll yeah, it gives you the time, them. the time you can set it at two and everything. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. good like that. Yeah, yeah it's very user friendly. Or like you that. can you yeah. can do it as and when whenever you've got like news or just add one here yeah. and there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you can hit, you can um, when you create a page, you can publish now, or you can schedule it, and then you can also decide whether it's public or for patrons only. And also, I yeah. think you can set which tier of patron gets to see it as well. Yeah, we did like the odd thing, which was um, public posts, just so that people who were who hadn't signed up could see it. And you know, I think we did that with a couple of the podcasts. But did yeah. you, when you started it, did you say right, this is my sort of raise on detra this is how i'm gonna do the content this is how i'm gonna do the frequency did you go into it that thought out gareth or uh yeah Patreon, i think so i got this I'd, stuff I'd, okay yeah I'd, i definitely knew that i wanted to do a page a day um and I'll, i think i've definitely got to do a year now that i've started it um yeah that's what we did just yeah we set out to do it. yeah yeah uh, and then we'll see how it goes after that but um yeah so it was a page a day and um and then just the way i work means that doing lots like working on seven pe- seven or eight pages at once because uh, because I, there's so much like water and paint and stuff sort of just sitting around i can leave them to dry whereas if i was doing it day by day i'd never get anything done because nothing would be dry in time yeah um so sometimes i'll like l- work on stuff for three or four hours a night leave it to dry in my office and then in the morning it's ready to scan and then i just get the ball going like that cool i've got to say one of the things on uh <clears throat> patron i always wonder am i giving my patrons enough bang for their buck yeah, you know yeah. What i mean like uh, am i kind of there's that sense of obligation isn't there that you're giving them mm, their money's yeah. worth you know i'm almost we almost mm. feel like i have to over egg that you yeah because people are being yeah, that i'm really bad at that as well yeah. so in terms of my tiers i've got uh for one pound a month you get to see everything i post uh, and then for five pound a month, I'll send you a page from the Sluis, and for ten pound a month, I'll send you three. Um, okay. And then so, the people just to be get... clear, this is like a digital first. Uh, they'll see it rather than them actually getting a print, uh, like, like the original copy. <laughs> just just to be clear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, some, some t- yeah, I'm I'm trying to get far ahead enough so that they will have had the paper copy before it gets posted. Hmm. But I'm not quite ahead of myself yet on that. Um, so, but I'm I'm really conscious that that people aren't getting enough value for their pound a month. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we because we've been bitten so many times over the years. I remember when Patreon started, there was um, a certain writer who said, "I'll send you a you know a motivational quote once a month," and you know yeah. we were thinking, "Oh, Patreon, it means they'll know I'm their friend," and they were all signing up and. And I, just, I felt there was a lot of like con jobs going on. So when, yeah. we, when we did it, we said, right, every day of the week, comic out, and then we do something extra every week. You know, that was how we went about it. Um, yeah. Because there'll be criticism from like yours, Tony. Like, because you were putting out a page a day, I was like, okay, I could probably do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and okay. That felt, like, that felt fair as well. Yeah. So I, I, was def- I definitely did mine off the back of signing up. Up to yours, oh, I think. that's mm. good. Thanks, man. I mean, we live in a world now. We're only we've talked about it a few times. Where Shonen Jump is one pound ninety nine a month. Yeah, you know, 
So we've got, we, I know we can't keep up with that, but we've got to try and show some kind of, um, but it's Patreon, not just a fan club. No, I think but, but it offers the, I, I yeah. think it, it's, it appeals to the behind the scenes crowd as well. Um, yeah. pe- people want to know how you create things. I, th- I think, r- it, you know, rather than just going, here's, here's the page. Do you know what I mean? If it was a standard Marvel comic and they just gave you like one page every every week or something like that, but people post things and like there's a bit you know there's a bit of text that goes with it. I mean, yeah, Dan, you you do well there, man. Writing the explanation and stuff that's great. Really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Dan, like you're doing sketches of upcoming pages, so people it's fascinating when those like hit my e- email because I'm like, oh, I wonder what ask in what context is that going to be part is of the that page? Gonna come into it. Uh, yeah, one thing yeah. I've done, I've had people reach out to me through the patron and said, how do I do this? How do I do that? Or how do you do this? And then yeah. I've <clears throat> I've spoken to them through the, the private messages saying, well, you can do this, this, and this. And if there's enough people want it, sometimes I do a video. But sometimes this, having that ability, I've had this on patrons where I've backed people in the past and you reach out to them saying, how do you do that? I have no idea. And they give you a little rundown. And it. it's like that kind of information yeah. is almost literally impossible to come across like mm. and because your pains it's only like a couple of bucks whatever but they they there's an obligation to kind of pass that information on yeah right. we found there was a great level of interaction on our one okay so we would we would see discussions start about stuff um comments you know what, what they liked and what people didn't like i found it quite interactive i know when we we finished um george mayhem on there about mm. sort of six or seven months ago that the, there was a real level of interaction on, on there and people talking mm. about their feelings about it and their experiences and stuff like that, you know, multiple, multiple, multiple replies. And and I, I was really liking that. And you can tell when a page hits is, is people will say stuff, mm. you know, you, um, that I stuff like takes that work to, to build up. And mm. if you yeah. don't nurture it, it'll die off very quickly. So it's one of those things you got to keep kind of like the, uh, the, the discussion up. And when it's yeah. going, it's fucking. It's like self feeding. Yeah. Really, I mean, I mean, the part right. of the part of the Patreon, like f- from the person who's r- rather than the creator, from the person who's pledging their support, like per month, is um, when you cut it down to its basics, they want to be part of something. Hmm. They want to. It's not just a subscription service just to get comics because we could just do that. You know, like you say, the Shonen Jump. There's something. Yeah. Like, Patreon's a different thing. You feel. They want like to see you, stuff other people aren't seeing yeah. as well. I think it's the one yeah. you've got to be careful. Yeah. Of. And you feel yeah. like you feel like you're almost on the other side of the table with the creator. Um, yeah. You know, and I know there's there's obviously like those creators and there's filmmakers and there's all kinds of people with Patreons that have like huge followings, but and and there will be that interaction, like you said, Tony. Like people yeah. will be more interactive on there because they feel like they're they're on the inner circle. In yeah, I dropped off one. I'm on a couple of really good ones. Um, you two guys, you know, there's some really good ones. I'm on eleven o'clock comics. I love being on them. For that, you get an extra podcast. You get um, once a month. You get to vote in things. You get a- access to their Slack group, which is a great little community. Um, I fell off of one because they said if you come on the um, if you come on the Patreon, you get this extra podcast. And then they just started posting the podcast because they were running out of material on the, you know, their actual Yeah, that's not good. And so I said, no, nah, yeah. I'm going to drop off this one. You know, and I think having that insight into what's going on and that stuff that you, you know, you're paying for stuff that no one else can see, I suppose is part of the attraction to it. Certainly for me, it I, is. Well, our Slack, we don't charge for that. And that is essentially the inner circle, isn't it? As it yeah. were. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's kind of the, the, the group. And yeah. it's, it's a nice little way to build up friends and fellow creators. Uh, yeah, there's a lot and, of people, people offer up opinions and charity and you know yeah. pound mm. shops and stuff. Yeah, it's been good actually. Mm. Yeah, it really has. Yeah, but it isn't just like um, yeah. You know, get a, a, 
No, go on, Gareth. Go on. I was just going to say that a lot of the patrons that I subscribe to is just because I want to. So they're like YouTubers or whatever. And I like mm. will spend three or four hours watching their videos while I'm working and then think, right, I need to throw them some money. Yeah. Okay. So I'll find yeah, a Patreon. Um, yeah. So that's, that's, fair. that's one way I do it. And then um, just get through the list of people I subscribe to. And sometimes it's just that I want to support that creator. So rather than that, I'm getting anything extra. I want to like, yeah, like I see. So it is what it show is. my support. It's patronage, yeah. isn't it? Is where the word yeah. comes from. Yeah. It's the same in the old days. Yeah, yeah. I, okay. I'd like to think touch what I, I get that from the, the a lot of the Vanguard patrons because I'm putting out the webcomic, and if you give me a buck a month just to kind of help out, that's fucking awesome. It really, yeah. really helps out. Uh, so yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah, I think the the no product people are the ones that annoy me the most, I think. But the thing is, what you can do as well is you can pause taking payment. It's very easy to do yeah. through the site. Mm-hmm. I know, um, who's your buddy, V? She did it, didn't she? Um, oh, she yeah, Lise, April, Amelia. Yeah, um, Lise did it, didn't she? Yeah, so, obviously, which like, is the right thing to do. Yeah. You can pause it. And I think it's the people who and don't And her one's no longer active, I think. That's I right. think it is yeah. literally, you know, if, she, if she's not there creating, if she can't, you know, it's one, she, when we had her on the show um, to talk about Patreon, we way back you wish you to check out that show as well um that's what got me to do it man. yeah and that's it was one of started, those yeah because yeah, because i think sometimes you think of patreon you think of like big numbers or it's just for this or it's just for that whereas like you know speaking to lease lease was like one of those where it doesn't have to be much but by the end of it the people that follow you could have a physical book because the patreon pays for this yeah this that's book. a great great idea it's like only fans but for art isn't it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, is art but, yeah. <laughs> yes. Sorry. But once again, once again, <laughs> it's it's there's a responsibility and there's a commit. There's the people have made a commitment in money, so you need to make a commitment in what. That's you right, man. There is that obligation. I know yeah. it's quite sort of um, work ethic. Not everyone has it, but if I'm paying you money, you have got to do something. Yeah. This, you this know, is this is it's not a free yeah. piggy bank. It should never be yeah. seen as a free piggy bank. It's always yeah. got to be like you know, if you're if you're supporting us, thank you very much. Here's what you get for it. Hmm. Are there any Wait. particular things that you find, um, Dan Gareth, I suppose, in pointing this out, is that are more popular than others? Is there anything you thought, oh, that's really popular, I'll try that again, or you know, anything like that so far? I, I find it a hard one to kind of put, put my finger on, because sometimes something goes really well, and then other times not. But calling back to that interacting with your audience, if you put questions to them, right. uh, your patrons, and that's a good way to get response and feedback and start up conversations so it's usually stuff when i say well, i'm not sure about a or b which do you think and then that sometimes generates feedback yeah yeah i think you've got to do it in the right way it's not like those twitter questions say what's the best marvel movie no yeah just to, you know yeah you know, i think you and i spotted that many years ago um gareth didn't we about annoying yeah. people putting those questions out but yeah i think if you do it the right way and it's a genuine question you know, yeah if you say that, i'm not sure if yeah, this yeah. if i've got i've got two characters sketches of character and i say i'm not sure if i go want to go for look a or look, or look b what what do you guys think and then take it as like they're an advisory board and yeah yeah go from there yeah yeah yeah, there's, there's yeah. I think because I post every day, though, I th- mm. and this isn't like the criticism of people who have patient. I think I don't think people pay attention to things as they come in necessarily, because they'll get an email and they might go onto Patreon. But I think what most people do who are online is they'll just like every week or so they'll scroll through, and you can sort of yeah. see it when it's happened yeah. because the likes come up and stuff. Don't they? Well, that's definitely me. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so getting interaction, I've found. Um, quite difficult 
Um, okay. And there's a few people who will like say like who will comment on things, and it's never the stuff I expect them to. So, <laughs> yeah. um, so Daniel, um, who's someone I know in the US, um, he'll just like make little quips every now and again. And uh, Claire Napier, uh, who yeah. joined, I think, and I think she joined as much for the the notes because she like just likes reading it absolute madness. That I just chuck into the notes rather than the okay. pages sometimes. I think. Yeah, shout out yeah. to Claire actually because she always um, backs our um, she backs our Kickstarter as well. Claire, thank mm. you very much. Yeah, yeah, she, Claire's awesome. Um, uh, and she, uh, yeah, Claire's also like um, like promoted uh, the Sluis without me prompting, which is just like That's when good. that happens yeah. is amazing. <laughs> like if someone's just like, "This is really good," and I have had to say, "Can someone say my stuff is good?" we need to do that more don't we i know that's basically what this show is but as a sort of content provider as we've called i suppose you know the we need to sort of start shouting about for example um ian ashcroft's is a yes, great one. I follow it, yeah. Really good. That is amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, he's really posted up all the, the black and white pencil stuff of uh, Kia Wordsmith on there, and uh, that's that's great. Uh, I yeah. blow my own fucking bugle. Uh, oh, yeah. I put all the issues of uh, updated the, the folder. Oh, I saw that today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's great, man. Like all 19 yeah. PDFs in there. To, free, to 19 free comics for you. There you go. Yeah. Get on that. And Viper's on there as well. Free. Well, I say free, got to pay a dollar a month. But <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's the other thing we've done because obviously we finished ours. We said, right, we're going to do a year. It's a nice little, you know, and not in any kind of like, oh, let's build an audience kind of, you know, mm. um, shallow way. We just wanted to try it for a year and yeah. put, put, you know, put ourselves under some pressure to make comics constantly mm. for a year, which we did. I mean, we, I think we put out 12 comics in the end. But that's the, awesome. Yeah, we're pleased. And, you know, Adam's at work, at work horse, you know. Um, but the, as well as being an animal, obviously. Um, but what you what we did as well is we finished it, so we're not taking anyone's money, but we've left it up. So because if you go back, scroll back through it, there are PDFs available and you know gotcha. Google Drives and stuff where you can go back and if you forgot to download the stuff um, I, I did with Daryl, or you forgot to download the stuff I did with Adam or someone, you know, you can go back and get it now. So that's why we've left it up for a bit. Uh, that's a nice touch. I think yeah. it's not a good idea. Yeah, yeah. and maybe signposting to the fact to new members that there's these posts, you know, almost reposting stuff which can be useful. You know, I thought from February last year, don't forget you can download this comic, you know. That's it's really handy for the, the tags if you kind of if oh, you're gonna okay. start a patron, one of the things to do is like before you start going is like work out those tags and like Yeah, Daryl like, and Adam were really good with that. Actually. Yeah, I didn't really tag PDF. Else. So like right, I want a PDF, click on the PDFs and it brings so up. So in, in terms of come on, come on, idiots guide, let's idiots guide this. Yeah. So in terms of tags, you're talking about the the standard sort of hashtags and stuff so that yeah. people, people are searching for stuff. So you can literally add tags to your post and then when you look at someone's patron, you'll have like a list of tags that they've used on the left hand side or the right. Is it good is it, it good to have like an exorbitant amount of tags rather than just just have specific one or two? It's definitely that's what I mean, specific ones, just like mm. drawing, uh question, uh tutorial, uh free comic PDF, whatever however you want to do it. It's uh, I started doing it at the beginning and then didn't do it for ages and now i'm like fucking hundreds and hundreds of posts deep and it's like i'm not mm. gonna go back it's, it's almost yeah, like you, you need to create a little document where you've got just just your tags you can just copy paste onto each one rather than think oh what's this one about you need to have yeah. like almost like a yeah. little note on your desktop just to, right copy that 
paste it in every time you post. Because we something. do that with you do that with this podcast, don't you? V, you can you can tag subjects within yeah. it. Can't uh, yeah, yeah. But once again, I I bloody forget to do it sometimes. You know what I mean? There's a list of ones. It's on easy there. to forget. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, I, one thing I say about like when people start up a Patreon. It's like I see the question posted on social media and creator groups all the time. It's like I want to start a Patreon, but I have I don't know what to put in it. Don't start one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah you got, have a load of stuff to put in it already when you yeah. press go. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to sell the shop. I have used... no idea Sorry, what I'm going to fucking sell. Yeah. So yeah. don't open the shop. <laughs> Sorry, Gareth, comic. Go on. No, I was going to say about tags. So I, I realised too late that I should have been tagging them. So yeah, the I think there's 76 pages tagged as the slowest, but there's 120 pages of it posted. So that's a bit annoying. But then I used it for. When I did the, the song, I tagged that so that it would stand out. Uh, and then I've also posted some like whole comics with annotations. Um, huh. And so there's like an annotated comics tag so that you could just like click on that and then just those posts would be there. Yeah. Um, uh, yes. And, some, and also I tagged public posts. So if it was oh, that's a good idea. public, then it's set that. So if someone oh, wants to come idea. in, then they can have a look at. Like just, uh, I think I'm trying to make at least one a week public so that people can just have a nose at what's happening. Um, yeah, I should do yeah, that. So that's how we've used yeah, that. we did that with one of our podcasts. I think we thought because that, in that we sort of verbally sum up everything we're doing, so we could, and then we would post that on social media, and we got a couple of extra followers from people who thought, oh, well, that's what it's about. I didn't realise what's yeah. about, you know. Because otherwise, if it's all locked behind the paywall and you don't know what you're going to get, people were like, well, they're unlikely to 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 try, it, aren't they? Yeah. And I you think can do Patreon update posts. That. Yeah, okay. You can do update posts. So rather than it being a comic page or a podcast or a little video or something, we would actually just put a page of text up that was, this is why we're going this month. This is what's happening. Or, you know, thanks to everyone who read this. This is, you know, what we we're trying to do with it and stuff like that. And if you make that a public post, then people can, you know, people uh, get a case of um, fear of missing out, don't they? They get a bit of FOMO about, oh, I've read this post and it says that there's been this marvellous comic about, you know, cannibals. And what, yeah. Why am I missing? You know, and then they'll sign up. Getting on that, I would have to try that. That's a good. That's a good mm. shout. Mm. Are there any? Um, are there any particular ones that any you guys follow that we're missing out on? Is there any out there that are worth a look at? Uh, I used to follow the guy who made uh, behind the June, like watching oh, okay. where he comes from. But like, uh, there's a lot of pornography on that. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> what's that? As a perfect one. <laughs> yeah, and, and and there is, there is an active market for that as well. Like the the artists that do that. The NSFW artists make a killing. If you want a few this. quid, man, you want to look at doing that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was another guy who did one of the Vanguard covers. I followed, Stephen Stahl, I think his name is. I yeah. followed him for a while. And you yeah. could do like a $5 tier and above, and you'd get like a layered PSD file that he'd work oh, on. Wow. And you could download it and then see what he'd done. And some of the stuff was like, it was the same shot but like people would be changed position and what you do is you'd paint it and then repaint a head on the top and a different layer and you could flick between the two and i was like oh, that's really interesting obviously he's a very skilled digital painter but uh, it was just interesting seeing how someone else handles photoshop yeah, yeah. Uh, that's good for you guys isn't it yeah mm. yeah can i mention um stephen ingram's um one that's really good so that's another um regular number of pages a week in relation yeah. to a story. Oh, fantastic. Story. And um, I really like Steve's work. He's um, he's doing something called um, Burn With Me, um, which is uh, page 31, and it's a really lovely, well-drawn, well-thought-out, yeah. and he's got the pacing right for a daily page release, if you mm. see what I mean. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think it's, it's, there's an art to that. And also, every so often, he'll put out a Google link, which has got an older comic of his. You know, you can download the six or seven pages from that story that was in this anthology and stuff like that. Um, I don't even think Stephen's one of those sort of blokes people in UK small press need to know more about because he's a very subtle storyteller. I really like his stuff. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. yeah. Do you, uh, if you haven't got much of a for before we go on, I was just going to shout out Edison Neo. Yeah, yes. as well. more yeah, people need to get one. on that because you can download it. I mean, went on his and you can download all of his fucking comics on there. That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus, yeah, everyone should get on that one. It's great because he, and he's he, a regular, he's, he's another regular, isn't he? So yeah. if, you've got your, if you've got your notifications stuck on on Patreon, you'll get like, yeah, constant yeah. notifications. Yeah, yeah, but uh, sometimes he, he just like some posting some highlights of past stuff, but also like the stuff he's working on. In the I suppose the other thing we haven't talked about here is the competition for Patreon because um, I'm on a couple of, I'm not on any paid sub stacks, but I'm on quite a few sub stacks at the moment. And that's now got an app as well. And I'm getting notifications uh, for that okay. as well. Um, Mike Barron, past guest friend of the show, Mike Barron's on there and you get some really interesting essays from him on there on the art of writing. And Isn't stuff. anyone on sub stack literally Hitler though? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Have we, have we, have we forgotten <laughs> <laughs> have we forgotten that has that moved on it's uh there's some good people on substack you know what i mean um yeah, yeah i like substack um but i that think the, a... the, the game changer for that one is the fact that it became a, an app you know yeah I, that is the the thing isn't it like once you can kind of get the ease of just having the app and oh look you got, oh, there's another one my another post gone up and quickly flick on it and check it out yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. an absolute winner i've got um adrian tomine he's on there uh i know you're a fan of his v's He's yeah. got he's got a good one. Um, cartoonist Cafe, we got one, which is a good one on there as well. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, yeah, I really, I really like this stuff. There's some really um, Howard Chaykin's got one. Um, there Jinx is. World, I, I will Baron. I will say yeah. there's um not not that I'm a member of any. I don't have a specific name in mind, but there's a raft of creators who are, for instance, people that are creating fonts or people that are creating brushes yes. and mm. there's stuff to really help your um, creative process. Um, you know, from whether it be artists or writers or anything, people are creating tools as well as like following your favorite creators and seeing what books they're doing, or you know, whether you like comics, movies, games, everything. There's loads of indie creators that have got these Patreons that are like, I want to show you the process, and here I've got some stuff that could help you as well. Um, and certainly sometimes with me, it's those, oh, that's a. Oh, a Procreate brush. This this creator, this person does Procreate brushes, do they? And, of course, you'll click on their Patreon page and you see they've got fucking thousands of Patreons. Loads of brushes. And, yeah. and, like, and, like, just loads of brushes and you just think, fuck, what, like, how much is that person making a month? I mean, I don't know how the, how does the, the money breakdown work, work afterwards because Patreon, I'm, I'm guessing, take a good chunk, do they? I mean, I They're don't not- know. How does, Not it work? How does it work compared to like a Kickstarter or something like that on the other? Oh, end? I don't think it's anywhere in the same ballpark as how much a Kickstarter takes over how much uh, Patreon takes. Am I right there, fellas? Um, I I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I've got um, sixteen patrons uh, who are very dedicated. And then, go on, let's get that and, number up. Go on, yeah, let's, let's name them. Yeah, all. come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, but it's the same 16 since the started for, so from day one it's the same 16 people who are on there yeah uh, if anyone drops out do you just delete their name from your yeah. social media your phone they're dead to you now I, 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 th- I, I, I th- claim th- they're into NFTs on Twitter <laughs> 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 that's the end of them um, yeah 
No, because well, the thing is, like, I, this is back to the money thing uh, for for patrons, is that I'm fully aware that people have things to spend money on other than me. Yeah. Uh, and so I've tried to make it as easy as possible for people to either, like, pull back the amount of money they're giving me or just cancel guilt-free because um, I think yeah. that's really important as yeah. well. It's yeah. easy enough to cancel people as well. If you if you haven't supported anyone on, on Patreon, I out uh, there are some that are, I am long term followers of. There are other people that I you know after a couple of months you're just sort of thinking I can't why why did I sign up for this? It's too much money for this. And yeah, we I, had somebody drop out and come back as well, which is quite mm. an interesting yeah. one. Yeah, because oh, yeah, okay. some, sometimes yeah. sometimes you just can't afford that extra outgoing for that particular month, and that's fine because like you can go away and you can rejoin. And then you'll still you'll have access to the stuff you've missed as well, isn't yeah. it? That's how it works, yeah. isn't it? You're still, yeah. you know, because I I think the creators are just just appreciate the support. So it's it's almost like you buy the key to the certain door you're getting. You know, you can look into all the all the wares and stuff. So um, some people, for instance, like when you cancel one, it does give you an option of all the different tiers as well. So they, it's it, it's not an immediate oh you're cancelled. It's like are you sure they've got these other tiers? And you think. Now I'm on the cheapest one as it is. <laughs> yeah, go bent. <laughs> I'm I'm out. Peace out. Um so it's so it's not a um in financially it's it's a different game to Kickstarter then. Is that what we're saying? Yeah. yeah the numbers course, aren't yeah. anywhere near high, as high on yeah. a Kickstarter. We've yeah. got and when we, we talk about this, we're not packets, talking about yeah. like, you know, people, like in the millions or thousands or you get you know, you you go make more than a packet of crisps. I mean, if you if if you listen to this show, you know that making comics Good luck. Yeah, we we'll won't be millionaires. No. <laughs> there is people that, that make a good living off of uh, Patreon, though. Yeah, yeah. You see the occasional one. I know I was chatting to Eamon the other day. He listens to one that's sort of conspiracy theory one. You know, mm-hmm. people are lizards and stuff. And he he said they actually they made so much because you know you can hide the number on the page, can't you? Yeah, yeah. They've yeah. hidden it because they were making so much money. I mean, naming no names, we do we do know of people who make an awful lot of money on uh, yeah. Patreon. And uh, and then moan about they had to you know took ages to sign on at the dole office this week. Yeah, because <laughs> like that, um, patron is a tax taxable income. Of course it is. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. If you, yeah. I, I don't know how you could be earning hundreds, yeah, if not thousands of pounds, and then when, yeah. when you say you can hide the number, is that like the monetary number or how many patrons? Or can you hide both? You can do you know the same way that you see people who um, hide the amount of downloads on their podcast. Yeah, 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 the same as that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and also like on Instagram, you can hide the number of people who have liked it. Oh, I didn't know um, that. Oh, I didn't know that. I think is it on YouTube? You can hide if people don't like it now. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, then YouTube yeah. have done that to everybody. You can't see how many dislikes there have been on a video. What I <laughs> what I Bullshit. find what so I find, millennial. Yeah, what I like to do is when I go <laughs> outside the bombing, house, bombing YouTube videos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what I like to do is like when I go outside the house and someone else comes in the opposite direction, I just hide. We're almost like getting grief off my wife to put my fingers in my ears and go la 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 la. la. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nothing's wrong. I can't do yeah. anything. Yeah, everyone loves me. <laughs> I, I, I bet that works, don't it, Dan? Yeah. How how how, the, how is the, the crashing shed? sting? Of he, he made, is he cold in the shed? Out. He managed to get yeah. his finger out of his ear, where she slammed him across the head. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> what was that thing you that game you wanted to play at Thought Bubble, Dan? That fingers. Uh, Gollum. Gollum, that's good. That looks yeah. No. Good game. Heartwarming. Heart <laughs> Absolutely I put the worst thing I've ever yeah. put on um, the WhatsApp group today. Yeah, we? well, listen later for the after the No. Uh, the music. I'm, <laughs> not <laughs> having, I'm not having that <laughs> read to me. I'm not having that read to me. 
That made me sick. <laughs> it's fucking hell. It's really. It's yeah, the it's worst bad. thing That's I've the, ever the heard. Worst. I thought yeah, it was like you'll an be Easter like, tree. You liar. You get, I don't know if you get locked up for that, but fucking yeah. proper clarinet. Yeah, I don't know. I suppose if the yeah. other person didn't like it. Yeah. I'll oh. send it to you in a minute, Gareth. It's not a video. Yeah, thank fine. you. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go on. Send it to him on message now because I want to hear live. He doesn't have a read. Don't read it. Find it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, so, while, while Tony does that, um, my, my sister <laughs> was over from Australia and I was trying to explain. The Dean Dorries to her, and about I don't know if you've seen Daily Dorries on Twitter. No, I've not seen that. Where people post excerpts from her novels on Twitter, and they're just horrendously filthy. Oh, <laughs> they are really bad. <laughs> and um, and so I was going to read out like one of these Daily Dory tweets, and then I was like, I can't bring myself to read this out loud because it's so horrible. Yeah, um, yeah. You sort of like when you read something out loud like that, you take on some of the 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 weight of it do you know what i mean when yeah. when he when he says something absolutely grim it's like it, it, some of it belongs to you and it's kind yeah, of yeah it's like reading something but written by someone really stupid I almost feel like i'm catching it yeah <laughs> oh, God. speaking of stupid we have a little bit of a game we're gonna play in a minute yeah we yeah. have yeah looking you always oh, put it in the group look, you had it banned, didn't you yeah, I, yeah I saved it because i thought we might be reading that printed, later, Vince printed it out Put the kibosh <laughs> on that. So yeah. I've just read it now, and ironically, that's saved next to like the Easter egg hunt leaflets in my downloads file. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Oh god! I even have some left on the floor last night. <laughs> that's uh, genuinely grim. Thanks, crumbs. Oh dear. Yeah. Um, Should we play? Uh, now, our, if you follow uh, on our Patreon, you'll know what we're talking about. No, we don't have a Patreon. <laughs> We don't have a no, we do our we fantastic quiz now. Are we wrapping up the uh, the patron chat? Yes. Oh, well, we... let, let's let's just finish up this um, yeah. conversation with this. Firstly, you got you got to get hold of Gareth's work. I think, yeah, I think please do. Yeah. We've been fans for years, and it's marvelous. Yeah. yeah. What I always think is fascinating, Gareth, in terms of like what other creators with your sort of style like are there, or have you met any people that are doing the same thing that? you're doing that yeah it's interesting yeah so there's a few people and we're all sort of like doing our own thing and then accidentally doing the same thing occasionally so um mark badger who used to do work for dc uh oh yeah i know yeah yeah yeah. yeah, um he again he was like abstract for dc star he did a martian manhunter thing with um james dematias is that how you say james dematias Dematis. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, but, it, yeah. And, and, but he he's been doing abstract work for the past few years, and he's done a series of, of abstract Kirby books, so similar oh, really? to how I'm no. doing, but more. He was using form and color more than line. Um, oh, so there's him, and there's a compilation. There's a uh, un. Uh, hang on, there is a uh, a book coming out in the in May. A CBK anthology called Uncomics, which has been put together by Alan Haverholm, who is uh, sort of a comics uh, academic. Um, and so I'm in it, um, Sun Russell's in it. Um, oh, cool. Uh, and then a few of just of like random people who do stuff. Uh, there's a lady called, I'm saying lady woman, I don't know <laughs> what she would prefer to be called, uh, Anastasia Marsh. I think she's in it. Um, and yeah, so there's people who are doing similar work, and but we don't necessarily interact with each other very often around it. 
because we're just in our own little grooves. Just You're sort yeah. of scared of them. Yeah. <laughs> scared of them. <laughs> um, and and but it's, it's what's quite nice is that sometimes I'll see something that Simon's done or I'll see something that Mark's done. We don't have to, like, we just sort of get it immediately because we've been through that and there's no, we'd never feel like a need to explain our work to each other. Mm. quite nice so. yeah I, I really enjoy reading your books man I, the thing Same. is I, I love I love the language you use I think that, that there's some there's there's some really poignant stuff going on in there mm. and, and occasionally just some just absurdist bizarre stuff which you know plus some, uh, some really but, sort of emotional stuff yeah, yeah. there is there's some depth to it isn't there yeah. more than so, you see elsewhere I, that, yeah, yeah I, I tried to get that so like not this house which was it came out in December I think November or De- December it was a ghost story but it was as much about working from home <laughs> so it's right. about a ghost who's like really self-pitying and then like the house he's haunting just like not having any time for his self-pity um and so i try to make that as sort of like direct and emotive as possible and try and like really hit certain emotional notes with the writing and kept it really sparse to to allow that to grow but then jet wash um trampoline I've written and I, that's intentionally just like to be as off the wall as possible and I read the script out to my daughter and as I was reading it I was editing it because I was realizing that there's some stuff that I shouldn't be reading out to her um but it, she <laughs> she was like please stop this doesn't make any sense I feel stupider for having listened to you talk to but me. do you get people occasionally <laughs> you say oh, I've got this comic called um Jet West Trampoline do they go you're yeah. right you're trolling me now what are you doing yeah, I mean, do you think do you think people you you enjoy that absurdist sort of reaction from people sometimes? You know, to your work. I think I I enjoy the interaction with the straw man version of them. So when right. I have like the imaginary interaction with someone coming across my work, <laughs> I enjoy I enjoy that sort of friction. And then in real life, I find it really tiring. So like, if I'm at a okay. con and someone walks up and they're like, "What's this all about?" and then I explain it, and I'm, and they just go, "Oh, I don't get it." And then walk off. I just find that really exhausting. Yeah. Um, but equally, equally, you'll get people wander up and at Thought Bubble a few years ago, this woman walked up and she went, "You like texture, don't you?" Almost as as an affront. <laughs> I yeah. Was like, yeah. I oh, have it. Love it. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I actually so, find the way you do a lot of the stuff, um, especially when you do the panel stuff, really draws me in. I do. Um, it's like staring at clouds sometimes, isn't it? You do begin to make your own story something you know see your own images yeah. and stuff there's one recently i think you put on the patreon i'm sure in my head it looked like that electric is it called zaz what's that creature that's in the hulk the elect the creature made of electricity uh, when, yeah, you, yeah. when yeah. you use all the um they almost look like traffic light lights on their sides and stuff on that page and i was you know that's definitely that's what he's yeah. doing you know yeah Some, sometimes i am and so sometimes i'm sort right. of like adding images in on purpose and sometimes I'm not and people are seeing them anyway. So a lot of reviews yeah. of Petricor were like, oh, I can see I can see this in the image. And it's like, there's nothing in that image. That mm. was um and so it's interesting to hear that. But where um the the um the strip I did for the last DUI spiders, that mm. actually does have distinct the, the last page of that has a portrait of the narrator and a bath sort of like overlaid on top of each other and if anybody's seen them they have never mentioned it um but that was like a really intentional idea to because i knew what the story was as i was writing it and so i put these two images in 
Um, and so whether it's subliminal or not, I don't know. I mean, the, the text was about a man having sex with a massive spider. So yeah. whether or not... <laughs> that old like chestnut, oh, yeah. tail is all this time. But that, that aids, the, the abstraction of it aids to the... Cause I'm a bit of a fan of it. And that is poetry, man. It does A lot of it does feel like poetry. Do you approach it from a word, you know, a, a way I, of writing it? Yeah. So okay. um, whether or not it's... Po- so it's interesting. So I write prose and then I write as sparsely as possible because it um, doesn't cover up this, this what I've drawn because sometimes I don't want to cover it all up with text. Yeah. And then the other thing is that I, I like leaving room for the reader to write themselves in a little bit. So I'll leave. But the other thing I'm really conscious of is pacing. So either using using the placement of text the amount of text and then the size of the panel it's in to dictate the pace. I'm yeah. really, really conscious of that. Um, That's so good so, you've said that, man. I mean, the thing is, like, people say that, you know, oh, it's sequential medium and stuff like that. The drawings should lead one into the other, but so should the words. People forget yes. that. You know, it really should. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and sometimes I've got the words first and then have to do, and then the images match that. But more often than not, I've got the images and then the text works into that like with with moon puke that um and ken reynolds helped loads with actually and he got what i was trying to do and he was like you haven't paced this exactly how i think you want it to be paced you need to find another two pages worth of text to put in this section to make the pace of the last section work a bit better um yeah yeah so and but that's i was i was that's i was reading the longest on okay cool yeah i was reading not this house this morning and um one of my favorite pages is the lying page where it's um five pa- five um vertical panels over the top of four vertical panels and the first one says lies and the second yeah. one says they are lying and I-, I love that the layout man of that is just lovely the positioning of the words you know you've got an over over overlay over two panels on the bottom line and yeah so good yeah no really good yeah, yeah that's one of my favorite yeah, ones I, I like the color work i appreciate I like that, that. Yeah. Yeah, I like the black and white as well. There's sort of there's something about the black and white. I think maybe because I started with a lot of your black and white stuff, I kind of I like them both. But you know, there's definitely those moments when you you kind of articulate a thought, like not maybe a shout at times, and it's like it, it, it sounds like a thought that uh, me as a reader could have had, and yeah. it kind of us middle-aged blokes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just you, you mind drifting, and I always get sometimes get. Uh, not told off, but like the work. I said, well, "Why do we do that, or why? Why is this like this?" And I know what you mean. Yeah, everyone's like, that's "Why what, are you asking that's that what, question?" <laughs> so nothing was a comic I did a few years ago, and the whole comic was those little thoughts interspersed with like, yeah. Um, and but and so it's stuff that isn't, and those ideas aren't enough to make anything whole out of. So, like for one one day, as I was walking to work, it was the first day at work of the new year. And like half the people on the commute were wearing new coats because they'd all got coats for Christmas. Christmas, yeah. Um, and then that just felt like enough to have as a caption. Um, yeah. Or, or like if you're at a conference uh, and everyone's staying at the same hotel, then everyone smells the same because they've all used the hotel shampoo. Okay. Um, just little things like that, which just talk sort of tiny things which people recognise. I always find really interesting. But that's that's how some now, which is what I've got to write about ghosts all the time. Yeah, but that's that's some of the, the writing that I really like. You know, the, the the writers that I really like, they capture the realism of the moment. You know, 
we often think about it, don't we, when we're driving the car or walking the dog or whatever we're doing, but it's capturing that mood and that moment hmm. so exactly and putting it onto paper, I think, is the art is the art of a really good writer. And um, I was reading a, a Hanif Qureshi short story of there about how him and his girlfriend had bought a new table and were struggling to get it down the tube, you know, as if he ever gets the tube, but were struggling to get it down the tube stairs. You know, it's, it was the most lovely story because it just captured every breath and every emotion, every look. And, you know, it's just so well done. And I think, manager, you do that, man, in a lot of your stuff. And I really like that about it. You know, there's a realism to it as well, over the top of abstract imagery, which mm. is, you know, mm. why it makes it so interesting. And which is why you need to uh, back his Patreon. Yes. There you go. <laughs> okay. Only a well, pound a month. Well, well worth it. So, yeah, get on it. There you go. That was a nice segue, wasn't it? Yeah, that's one. Gareth's going to be with us for the rest of the show. But before that, we're going to have a little, we have a bit of fun, aren't we, Tony? This better be fun. This better be fun. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, I I don't know if you remember, if you listened to this one previously, but we did like um, stories that have appeared in the Beano and stories that have appeared in the Dandy, Gareth. And what I did is I'll read yeah. out. So I was the book. I'm one of the books I'm going to recommend in a bit is uh, a book by a guy who's the sub editor at Wizard and Chips. So I, I had a look at their page. Just and I looked now, at, what is Wizard and Chips for those that don't know? So for the Americans, it's a it's the classic British comedy weekly, full of one or two page strips about. It's what Viz lampoons basically. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Wizard and Chips, I think 70s and 80s. I certainly read it as a kid, um, and they had a revolving door of many, many stories in there. So what I've done is I've made up some, and there's some real ones. Now, you've got to say whether... Who, what are we going to do? We're all going to have a go at it? You're going to keep the score, aren't you, Dan? Yeah, I keep the score. Are you going to do it as well? Who are you talking about? I'll do it as well, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. take the score as well. Okay, cool. So what are you going to say? I'm going to tell you a name, and you've got to say, is it a wizard or is it a wazza? Yeah. <laughs> so wizard, if it, it did appear in wizard and, uh, and chips. Wazza, if wazza. I made it up. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. Right, good. So we're going to start. There's 11 of them. 11? I crossed, well, I crossed one out because it was too rude. Right. <laughs> too rude for you. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first one. Everyone ready? Yes. Lucky, lucky Dick. Is was is that a wizard or is it a wazzer? Gareth? I'm saying wizard. Wizard? Dan? Wizard, definitely. Vince? Wizard. You're all right. It was. It was a story. Uh, number two. Footsie the Clown. Footsie the clown. Let's go, Dan. I'll go first. Uh, Wazza. Okay, Vince. Waz. Gareth. I think Waz. I think there's probably another unfortunately named clown. No, that's but a true story. Footsie oh. the clown was a story. Yeah, yeah. Number three Clement and his teens. Clement and his teens. This is a cunning wordplay there, Vince. Uh, Waz. Okay. Dan, uh, gonna, Gareth, sorry. Uh, I'm going to say Wiz. I'm going to go Wizzer. No, that was the one I made up. Uh, Vince pulled ahead. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, it's an audio show. <laughs> Number four, Watford Gap. Watford Gap. Gareth? Oh, I'm going to say Wazza. Okay. Who's next? Me, Man. uh, I'm gonna go wizard just to be contrarian. I'm gonna Vince? be, I'm gonna go say wizard. Yes, it was a story, okay. Oh, Number yeah. five, <laughs> Gareth, you said so upset then. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Number five, Jiminy Lickett and his sweet shop, right? Okay, okay, right. 
This is either so Tony Esmond, no one would ever call it that, or it's a house of madness and it actually existed. And Jiminy it could lick be it and his sweet shop. Convince is you. I oh, gotta say, Waz. Okay. Gareth? I think it's a whiz. Okay. I'm gonna go Waz. Yeah, I made that one up. <laughs> Oh, just imagine living in a world where that was real. I love that yeah. for Vince, the whole game is uh, is looking into my mind. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, not based it's, it's on also, any memory of the comic. Vince is playing the meta game. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. but but also the sort of like, if this exists in the real world, I might need to leave. Yeah. <laughs> um, Whereas well, I'm I'm doing what is wrong, which is like I'm inventing that comic in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this this needs 17. to be a comic. Yeah. yeah. Some of these yeah. I need to yeah. see from you, Gareth, somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Next, next one. <laughs> Number six. Sid's Snake. Sid's Snake. <laughs> Who's first? Uh, this, I think it's me. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say that's a uh, wizard. Okay. Gareth? I think it's a wizard as well. Vince? I think it's a wizard, yeah. Yeah, it's quite a famous one, Sid Snake. Yeah, yeah there we go. Number seven, Jacob's Crackers. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven, Jacob's Crackers. I, I'm going to say I'm going to say Wazza. I'd love it to be real, but I think it's a Waz. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go for a Wizza. Okay, no, I made that one up. It's actually Cockney rhyming slang for testicles. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob's Crackers, knackers. Knackers. Yeah. Okay. Number eight. Bella's balloons. Fucking hell! I'm going to say Waz. I'm going to say Waz again. Okay, Gareth. I'm going to say Waz as well. Okay, Dan. I'm going to go Wizard. Uh, I made that one up. Oh, I'm just <laughs> losing points of being a contrarian. <laughs> Number nine, Henry's invisible hedgehog. <laughs> this is me. I'm going to whisper Waz without a doubt. Wazza. <laughs> Um, I think you've read that out of the Anselm's catalogue. It's a wazza. <laughs> I reckon it's a wizard. No, made that one up. Ah. <laughs> Number 10, penultimate question Bobby's Ghoul. <laughs> <laughs> this is you, Gareth. Uh, that's a wizard, I reckon. Okay. I'm going to go wazza. Okay. Vince? Oh, wizard. Yeah, that's a true one. Number 11. Where did you put Gareth? Wizard or Wazza? I think I said Wizard. He yeah, said Wizard yeah. for that one. Yeah, yeah he said it right. Last one Buffalo Bill. <laughs> oh, no. Notoriously, where they got the name me. from in um, Science Land. <laughs> I want to say Wazza. Okay. I think it's a Wizard. Okay. I, I think it's a Wazza. It's, it's true, that one. Oh, oh there, there you go. go. And the one a... I made up was too rude, which is a David Berkeley Hunt. <laughs> right. That's also rhyming slang. So we come in, me, the lowly five points last place. Oh, Second yeah. place, Gareth, the seven, and winner uh, with eight points, Vince. Vince. What a thing to be proud of. Wizard or Wazza. You're a wizard and they're Wazzers. I, I really need to look at myself in the mirror. <laughs> Examine it in the shower, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) My invisible hedgehog. Um... (laughs) (laughs) 
We need to do another Beano. We'll do another Beano one at Christmas. Yeah. What was it? Was Beano or what? What was the? the I can't remember we did with the Beano. Wizzer or Wazzer was an easier one. Did we do a dandy one as well? I think we did do a dandy one. I can't remember. I did a a quiz for Cliff when he was over with his kids. Remember they had COVID, so I did. We do have the uh, Viz quiz lined up. Oh yes. Waiting in the wings, as it were. Yeah. 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 That's going to get more than that later, listener. <laughs> more, more than that, but before that, uh, do we have any shout outs this week, gents? Yes, I've got two. So, sign up to be notified to the launch of Tom Long's Post, the new comic from Kev Cooling, follows the story of Tom Long, who was a notorious highwayman in the Cotswolds in the 1800s. I've had a read of this actually, and I re- it's oh, really right good, on. really atmospheric. Um, Kev has seriously leveled up with this. Um, it's got it's a, it's a, a nice clash again. It's um. A, his, a story about a historical character, but it's got like an underground feel to him. It's actually quite disquieting. Oh, nice. um, it goes live today. So as you're listening to it, it goes live. So find that and go and back it. I've, so I've done the old notification thing for it. And my second one is congratulations to Pete and David for hitting the 100 episodes for the brilliant, I was listening to it, uh, DC-centric podcast, the Earth 2 podcast. Um, I've just listened hey. to episode 100 today, which um, focuses on a particularly nutty issue of Jimmy Olsen. It, it's really well worth listening. And they kind of, it's, it's 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 a bit different because they kind of act out what happens in it and comment on it and they do um they get guests in to do voices and stuff and it's quite a fun one i really i really enjoy oh, nice. you guys and i've never listened to that i might have to give that a go yeah 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 it's a good one there you go there my two nice some of those yeah. old school comics are mental like oh, yeah. yeah silver yeah. age D, silver age yeah. and bronze age dc it's crazy yeah whereas like lois lane said oh, i want to see what it's like to live as a black woman and it goes in the machine <laughs> It's like, this is gonna, this is gonna go well. It's like the comics version of Soul Man. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh yeah, God! Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got taken to the cinema to see that, and then it just kind of disappeared off the face of the earth. But, yeah, but I saw it the cinema. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember seeing. I remember the soundtrack being good. Oh, I can't. I can literally remember the title track, and that's it. My God, I can't quite remember how it. Was anyway, anyway uh, any other shout? Jen. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to all Anyone our else got any of favourite race swap comments? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> What's that one uh, Lenny Henry did? All right, like, right. <laughs> Thank you to all our lovely that one. new uh, white, listeners. White How do you mute everyone? How do you mute? <laughs> I can't mute everyone. Uh, thank you to all our lovely lo- new listeners. Um, uh, recently, um, yeah. hope you're enjoying this this nonsense. Um, and a, a small shout out that I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. But we are going clickbaity with our yeah. <laughs> with our episode yeah. titles, yeah. not in a not in a super obvious way. Hopefully, hopefully it's not too garish. One should be how to make yeah. dollar sign dollar sign dollar sign yeah. on Patreon. Yeah. No, no I'm not. I no, I this can't. This episode is called "This Is Tony Boning Your Mum." I can't. I can't do that. Like, look, I, I I put it at the value of art and Patreon comics. That's yeah. you know just just enough for people to go oh. Um, which is all I that's all I want to do in life is make have people make episode that noise. 356 boobs <laughs> yeah. did we put that one I don't think I said that one on there about the 2000 AD show what one we should have put for that no what was that I just said we should call the thing our like 2000 AD is shit on the yeah. podcast now. Yeah. and loads of people are like what the yeah. fuck is this and like yeah. instantly listen and there's like yeah. nothing yeah. just yeah. gushing praise for 2000 you'll AD. never believe what this person said about 2000 yeah. AD yeah. um <laughs> <laughs> Jim Jim Lee has died. That's next week's podcast. No, that's not how the clickbait for a podcast works. Because then you just look at the title and then you Google it. You Google it. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's more like we are going to murder Jim Lee. He just sort of says his steps. <laughs> oh, Jim, <laughs> Jim Lee said what to us? That's what you do. And then people yeah. are like, "Oh, what did Jim Lee say?" He said yeah. nothing because he we, he's, audio, Jim he's Lee never going to talk to us. Uh, Jim, if you're listening. Uh, Call, call us back. <laughs> we never take any attention to what's happening. We've got like a quite a high profile guest hopefully lined up and we're just talking shit again. Yeah. <laughs> and I really hope that Jim Lee doesn't die tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, or at least till after if he does we, if he's gonna die, can he do it in the time for us to change the title of this podcast? <laughs> to be fair, like the person we're talking to, their kind of book of listen to the first couple of minutes goes, Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. yeah. We wouldn't listen to this bit. No. But we were hoping comics creators die. Yeah. What do you mean hoping? No, well, we need listeners. No, no, I do not want to endorse us hoping for <laughs> death just so no. we can get I don't know ten Click more listeners. Her, yeah. Oh, please yeah. buy my comic. Please, please. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Right. Anyway, speaking of comics, let's recommend yeah. some lovely comics. And as always, the guest goes first. That's how we work on this merry-go-round. Gareth, what would you like to recommend to our lovely listeners? Okay, so I've got two quick ones. Go for it. One is a YouTube channel about comics, which is pro- people have probably heard of, but it's Comic Tropes. Oh, what's this? Oh, yeah, 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 it's good, this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's been going um, for years, isn't it? It's been going for a long time, and his conceit when he started was that he'd read a comic, identify the tropes before he started reading, and every time he'd see one, he'd have to do something really awful to himself, like <laughs> drink a shot of... like Not, not that Oh, uh, yeah, he backed away from that. Though, yeah, he, it's I good think. that he backed yeah. away from that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw one where he was in a hotel in England going, look at what I've bought in the shops. These aren't real crisps or something. He did that one. I remember laughing at that one. He did one. Proper English food and he's like a pint of London pride. That's (laughs) it. Did you see the one where he talked about his time running around with Phoenix Jones? I haven't watched that one yet because it was was an hour long. (laughs) There's a lot of time to invest, but I will go back to it. There's a real real life, inverted commas, uh, superhero, Phoenix Jones. He was like an MMA fighter. And he used to patrol, I can't think the name of the city. Chicago, was it? Chicago or Detroit, somewhere. It's it's basically one of those ones where there was a law of mutual combat that you and someone else, if you agreed to have a street fight, you could do it legally. And the police would watch, but you couldn't take any further. There's like strict limits on it. They give you like the, I'm not quite sure on the technicalities of it, but essentially, you, if two parties agreed to mutual combat on the street, you could engage in it. And uh, they used Who to go the around. Who fuck says that in real life? Uh, let's agree That's... to mutual combat. There's a, if you mutual go on YouTube, combat. <laughs> if you go on YouTube, there's one of his fights where he, he uh, has a fight with some bloke. And the bloke's had a few drinks, and this Phoenix Jones, like he knows, like uh, some like low turning shin knee kicks, and he just takes the geezer's legs out in two kicks, and the guy's out of it. He's just got nothing. Oh, but spoiler. like this, yeah, this mm. this guy used to who run that comic strokes used to run with him as uh, a superhero, like for a, a, a quite really? a time. Yeah, it's an interesting yeah. listen to. Like you think it's going to be one way, and then he realizes, oh, this is fucking shit. Which I'd imagine it would be. It's a bit more. He does. He tends to sort of grab certain topics, doesn't he? Mm. I know that. Unfortunately, YouTubers um, have got a bit of a bad reputation, haven't they? In regards to comics, it all seems to be a bit clickbaity for them. But this guy yeah. actually just does. Oh, well, this week let's talk about um, you know Zach comic or you know what what influence did Claremont have on writing and stuff like that. You know, he tends to do yeah. that sort of thing, doesn't he? Yeah. So yeah. he'll do he'll do really well researched. 
um, like deep dives into particular things. Like, yeah, um, there's a really good one about did the editors ruin Hobgoblin, where he goes through the uh, history cool. of editorial and head on like Hobgoblin and like the the backstage drama of why like how that character got revealed and stuff. that's really good but then he yeah. will do like if a film comes out he'll compare the film to the comics and say whether or not uh, yes yeah. Um, yeah but yeah it's just really moment, good yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed that when he did about the what's that really crappy inker that fucked up Kirby stuff oh um, Coletta Coletta yeah he yeah. did a whole episode on that and like about Coletta and what he used to do and because he was a reliable and fast worker yeah, he used to like he, him, but yeah, he, was, he was fast because he, he used to rub out a lot of the backgrounds and stuff, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, that's uh, yeah. nice, yeah. isn't it? Um, <laughs> Not a bad inker. And there's a really you know, good one about yeah. whether whether Bill Mantlo had plagiarized um, Barry Windsor uh, Smith. Windsor Smith, yeah, yeah. Barry Windsor Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah we did really one on that. It's a really interesting subject. That and there's there's a number of different versions of how he found the script, and Shooter's got one version, and yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, because yeah. um, Monsters, which we obviously read. I think was it last year, guys? I think we read it, didn't we? I the, think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's um there's an issue of the Hulk that is basically that, um in a way. Um, well, it must have been plagiarized, like, but just well, the, how it was is the story goes that the the outline or part of the script was left in the office, and there's one story that says Bill Mantlo was going through the drawers and found it. Another one says that Jim Shooter said, "Can someone make something of this?" There's all these different versions about how. Oh, it came right. About. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't. I, I don't know about you guys. I couldn't do that. If I saw an outline for someone else's story, I couldn't lift it like that. Couldn't live myself. I mean, it was back in those days. Nobody would, you know, knew really anything about comics, didn't they? It wasn't like I suppose these days. Um, nobody yeah. really cared as much as they do now, don't they? You know. I guess yeah. it's a bit of presentism. Me fucking judging something happening yesterday by today's. Yeah. Things. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, that, so, comic tropes is the fir- first one. What's your next one, Gareth? The next one is um, sort of borderline a comic, but it's um, by Tom Murphy, who runs Colossal Press with his wife Jane. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know if you know him, but yeah, he's a nice dude. Actually, totally you know. I like him a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I've known him for a few years um, through Broken Frontier and Elcaf and places like that. Just um, and then he put out, uh, I did a, a cartography for him. Um, uh, but he also um, makes zines in comics himself. And he sort of plays with alternate histories a bit. And that that's sort of yeah. how he goes about it. Like the Croy- is it Croydon so Spaceport did, or whatever it is? Yeah. yeah, Croydon Ad Astra, which tells yeah. the real life story of Croydon's space, prog- space program, where they got yeah. like the local grammar school girl to do uh, classes to do the maths required to send a rocket into space. And uh, there's a group of, n- of nuns who worked on the space program. Yeah, so yeah. he presents it as real life. Um, and then the, what um, his latest thing is called the testing site. Which is um, a re- it's a hot sort of like a, a paranormal story, which is presented as as real. Um, uh, it's about a um, using the lost diaries of a parapsychologist who worked on a secret project for the U- the, like the British government in the nineteen sixties. Um, and the way, that, but what's it's a great story. It's really atmospheric. It's really well told. Um, but the way that it's being told is through photographs of a place called Skarnes, which is on the East Coast. 
um, and then each photograph is overlaid with a sheet of tracing paper with a diary entry on it. So it's sort, so it's, it's and then it's all held together as big clip, and it, so it feels like an official document as well as feeling like something else. Um, that sounds good. Uh, and yeah, it's really interesting. It's really atmospheric, um, really good. And Tom does a really good because I I get a bit funny about people playing with ideas of reality because I think it's got dangerous because people will believe any old shit nowadays yeah. because I think because of like even down to like candid camera and you've been framed and all that sort of stuff it's sort of worn away people's idea of what reality is I think a little bit but Tom does it in a way which doesn't feel dangerous because he leaves just enough in it that you know it's it's fake so um, yeah, I do like his stuff with always... humour as well Mm. Yeah, I like his stuff. I always see him as gosh in that. And I know um, Sarah did one of Colossive Cartography as well, didn't she, recently? Yeah, she did. Tim yeah, Bird's did one. Stitch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll um, always go to their website every so often and just see what I'm missing out on. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, good people. Yeah, and he did um, the comic called High Precision Ghosts, which is <laughs> sort of a do-it-yourself ghost story. Because um, they, they sort of play with bindings and, and folds and stuff. And High Precision Ghosts is... The way that it's um, been created is that when you open it, you get three images, and it's sort of like Fold Mountain, which uh, a couple of you bought. Um, yeah. Sort of plays the same idea. So depending on which pages you've got open, you sort of would tell yourself a different story. Um, it's yeah, it's good. So uh, Tom Murphy, yeah, and Colossive Press. Is oh, he part of Broken Frontier? I'm never sure. He was a reviewer. I don't know if he still is. But um, right. he was a reviewer for a long time. I think he's just so busy with Colossal Press now that um, I yeah. don't think he reviews very often for them. Yeah, okay. yeah. Cool. Nice. Nice one, man. Uh, who wants to go next? I've got two. Do you want me to yeah. do, do you want to go first, do your first one? Yeah. 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 So, um, says Des, Volume 1. Um, we all know about Des Skin, right? Um, yeah. One of the, for those that don't, perhaps some of the US people, one of the UK comics' most influential characters. Um, he's known for an awful lot of things, actually, in the UK comics and at comics adjacent scene um i suppose the thing he's probably started off being well known for was he took over the uk fanzine fancy advertiser i've been reading some of them the old ones those today um he gave dave gibbons some of his first work um uh in in his fanzines and i think that they became like fast friends i know there's a story in here about them traveling to america together to try and break in and i've got a feeling that either des was dave's best man or vice versa i think i was chatting to dave in the comic shop once he was telling me about that um they produced comic-con he and a guy called bram stokes i don't I presume that's his proper name produced a comic comic-con in 1971 at the waverley hotel in london he was the sub-editor at wizard and chips which is why we just did that that game and also at core two exclamation marks um, um yeah, i've been reading some of his stuff because he went over and edited the uk version of mad magazine um, he also launched house of horror which i think was also called halls of horror house of hammer um he independently created Starburst, the sci-fi magazine, which has been about for years, and he came back again, didn't he? Not so long ago. Yeah. Um, it was a sort of, sort of certainly a book, a, com- a magazine that I used to read. Um, I probably when did I first become aware of him? I suppose I was reading his stuff before I became aware of him because I was young. But Doctor Who Weekly, um, which is where I first started, and you look at some of the, the work in that: Mike McMahon, Pat Mills, Dave Gibbons. You know all that stuff in there was just amazing stuff. And I mean, when you think about it. That started in was it the early eighties, I'm guessing, and it's still running. You know, Doctor Two Monthly is still quite quite a magazine. Um, 
1982 started quality communications and we got stuff like warrior v vendetta out of that marvel man all the amazing by jeffrey saga all the amazing stuff that comes in there um his comic he actually had a comic shop in new cross um which i used to go to it was on my bus route home from work and i used to pop in that he was my local comic shop quite a few what quite a few years and then i was probably i'm going to say you guys probably best remember him for comics international is okay. that right yeah 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 used to read that so what he's done is he's I think a lot of this stuff was on his blog, but what he's done, he's added to it and created, um, it's an A4 magazine size, um, and it's just basically his memoirs of it, um, but it's full of really good stuff. So there's like, you know, letters from publishers offering him a job, old covers, photographs of him with his friends, even girlfriends, even down to like wacky 70s and 80s clothes he was wearing, um, adverts from the time, um, there's a load of art you won't have seen stuff, you know, early Dave Gibbons. Um, there's loads of um, meetings at editorial, you know, where, I mean, we, you guys don't remember pre-digital photo- photography, but we, it wasn't often you'd take a picture, you know, but he's got a, like a real wealth of material here that has all gone into it um, down to um, posters for comic cons um, him being on bloody holiday and all this sort of thing. There's a picture called the Buster Boys with all the, you know, all the dudes in suits, smoking pipes, sitting around, creating the Buster, you know, comic and stuff like that. It's a, it's really, really good fun. And it tells the story. There's a lot of anecdotal. If you've ever met Des, um, I, I ended up buying some comics of him once and um, going around his house and collecting them and ended up, you know, having a lost couple of hours just talking to him about comics. It's brilliant. And him showing me all different stuff. And he's got like a basement full of comics. Occasionally, if you go and buy something like Warrior um, or even stuff like Valiant um, on eBay, it will come from Des. Um, so he's still got his, you know, he's still working Hulk comic. Remember that when the, t- you know, the, the yeah. series now, um, that's there. Uh, it's just um, volume one. Uh, it's 94 pages, perfect bound A4, um, color and black and white in there. You have to go. I don't think it's on anywhere to buy. I, I happened across a Facebook post and you have to go to, it's £17.50 for this. And you have to PayPal Des at desskin1, the number one, desskin1 at yahoo.co.uk and add some money for postage and packing, depending where you are in the world. Um, and then you just, he, he appeared through the post, like literally two or three days later, signed champion desskin, which is a phrase he uses quite a lot, I think. Um, it's just one of those things that I'm just glad I've got. I'm, I'm a sucker for these books on, you know, how it was and how they started and how they got created and, and he does tell it. He, I think he's a good storyteller, Des. Do you know what I mean? He really is. It's a shame it ends when it does because I was I was desperately looking forward to the bit about Warrior and onwards from there as well. But I'm looking forward to Volume Volume Two. I messaged him. Um, he's he has got he's working on a lot of stuff, including some halls of horror stuff, um, and some other stuff. But he says he will be working on Volume Two. So I know a lot of people have replied on Facebook saying when's Volume Two out, Des? When's Volume Two out, Des? Because it's it's gone down really well. I suggest you try and get your hands on it. I'm not sure how many you had printed to be fair so it's des skin one at yahoo.co.uk says des brilliant stuff I, I, I had a lost afternoon reading this yeah definitely you need to get it nice Dan what would you like That's to recommend uh, I've been doing some reading on uh, webtoons and doing a bit of research and stuff and uh, I've currently been let down a couple of times with what I've uh, been reading kind of like not generally too impressed and the one i'm going to talk about i can't say i'm going to recommend it it's a bit of an odd experience uh it's called zombie ship by Choi hey Wu and uh chi Choi Insino. uh i think it's a korean comic and the okay. synopsis goes like this 
Roberto Hoffman, a Navy SEAL officer, had a loving family and a peaceful life. However, his life takes a sudden turn when zombies appear. After losing his wife and son, Hoffman is left uh, only his niece, Aya. The two of them hop on the world's biggest cruise ship, Noah, find, hoping to find new land, uh, a new land of life where the ship promised them the hope they're looking for. Uh, and you get more from that synopsis there than you can in the comic. It's fucking mental. It's like... <sighs> Uh, imagine you were standing on the train platform and like a train went rocketing through the station. You just saw this flicking of kind of like the windows. It's kind of like that, the entire comic. It's just like action, 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 all this fucking weird shit happening. And like I'm halfway through the I'm episode three of the six episodes thinking, what the fuck is going on? I don't understand any of this. It's just <laughs> zombies turning up. The man's bitten on his arm. Suddenly he's got like a super arm. He can punch people in the face and make their heads explode. And then there's all these guns and then there's all these other people turning up. And it's like, what is this? What's going on? I had to reread a couple of episodes twice. So I thought like I was having a stroke or something because I, like, I just didn't <laughs> didn't get it. And the 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 artwork's uh, fine enough, but the story is just absolute dreck. I just couldn't, it, it just doesn't appear, it appears to be non-existent. Like one of those comics, if we had read a comic where like it's from an indie comic and they've almost made it up as they've gone along, as the page goes along. Yeah. But no real idea where it's going. It feels like that. Like they don't know what they're doing from one page to the next. Uh, so like near the end of the what got to five or six, these two people turn up who are like supposed to be badasses. And then there's a dead whale on the ship. And all right. Okay. How did this whale get on the ship? Who are these people? <laughs> yeah. What's, what's this about? And then they start cutting open the whale. And then all these zombies come out of the whale. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> why why I just do, you know, do you know what uh, like even though like what you're saying out loud is like not selling it by you saying it i want to read this yeah go, go and know. take a look man. i want to know what's going on i i don't think you're going to find the answers in the comic vince but <laughs> <laughs> they all got uploaded march 12th this year 2022 and it's marked as completed which uh I thought I'd just try and look at some of the completed titles on uh, webtoons to see, like, oh, this is all done, this story. I think it's just where they finished. That was it. And they just called it complete because it's just all over the shop. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, so that's Zombie Ship. (laughs) Nice. Nice. It's Twisted Dan's Melon. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know. (laughs) Um, my uh, my recommendation this week is um, a book that's I read on Comic House. Nice graphic novel, uh, hundred twenty odd pages. That I read in one. It wasn't. It was in two sittings, but I still. Um, that was only because I was reading up quite. I could have done it in one sitting, but it was quite late and I needed my beauty sleep. Mm. So it <laughs> works for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go have it. You know, Billy boys. That's how I look after this. Uh, my skin. Why well, stay so young? It's not the only um, one. <laughs> But no, this is uh, from David Hine and Mark Stafford. This is The Bad, Bad Place. Um, Now, the synopsis for this is, It seems that faraway hills, the modern community built on the site of the far, far older Crouch Heath, did not satisfy all the needs of the community when the Castavet estate reappeared on the edge of town years after it had been demolished those needs those urges those cravings were satisfied but what price will be exacted by the bad bad place 
Um, those who may um, recognise the names of David Hine and Mark Stafford, these um, two creators that did Lip Hook and The Man Who Laughs. And The Man Who David Laughs. David was is... on a couple of years ago. He was a great yeah. guest, you know. Yeah. yeah. Really like we... that dude. Yeah. Is that when we spoke to him at um, London Super Comic Con? But then we got him on to do the writing. You got him as a guest. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? Episode. I think he's one of the most underrated. He should be writing a load of books. He should be. I think he's yeah, great. Yeah, he should yeah. be. And this is a, a fantastic book. I mean, I, I'm immediately... Um, I, I want a proper printed copy of this book, and I'm also going to get Lip Hook and The Man Who Laughs. I think I'm just going to buy all three and then just sit down and read them. Um, that's what a good book can do to you people. But, um, mm. yeah, th- this one is very much... Um, it, it just... It just ticked all the check boxes for me. That I was like, right, you've got like, there's there's a little bit haunted house. There's eldritch sort of horror. There's Lovecraftian dealings. There's small English town. It's, it's like, there's a little bit League of Gentlemen. There's a little bit. There's a little bit of everything. There's some serious horror. Uh, this is um, I would say it's it's um, there are some wonderful. I mean. Stafford's art is unbelievable. You know, I, I, I think I um, I talked about a, a short he did about uh, I read about two giant monsters meeting. Yeah, it's in the Scroll Lords book. Scroll Lords book, yeah. Um, I was a sort of fan of his art from from there anyway. And that um, you meet you certainly see him at um, Gosh and stuff. And he was at the um, Satanic Flea Market. We met him there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's a really nice, but nobody draws like him either. Nobody, anybody else who's got nobody. his style. And he also, was the artist in residence at the Cartoon Museum, wasn't he? Yes, he was. And, yeah, yeah. And also, like, like he let like the letters and everything on the page is so wonderfully designed. Do you know what I mean? Just, just the the way that everything is is laid out and crafted. Every page is a absolute work of art. Um, and some of those works of art will give you nightmares, but in a wonderful kind of way. It's, it, there's there's something so wonderfully British about this type of creepy atmosphere that I think Mark can just absolutely capture and put that together with with David's wonderful writing. And this is, a, you know, I as always with a lot of these books, I went into it knowing nothing apart from that's a great cover and oh, it's an entire book I can read in one go. Lovely. Uh, <laughs> Um, <laughs> Who put that out again, Vince? Was it Soaring Penguin? Yeah, Soaring Penguin, I believe, did yeah, this right. one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yep. Um, they put a load of stuff on Comic House recently, I think. Yeah. Um, and but this one is a real sort of mystery that plays out. I love the um, the way the story's told as well. There's there's like a sort of the house seems pretty much. That, I mean, that the whole town seems pretty empty, apart from this this crazy old guy with a beard and a. And a trumpet, <laughs> or like the who's um, and someone someone comes to town, and he's like, "You want to leave? You know, leave this place. It's cursed." Blah blah blah. And then he essentially tells the story to this person, and then there's twists and turns. Um, and the, to be honest, the twists I didn't see coming. Um, there was some wonderful, and I love, I love those old because the writing of it as well, the the telling of like this is what happened to the town and this is what happened to that house is told in such a wonderful sort of literate ghost story it's it's like something like someone telling a ghost story around a campfire that you know you know when you've read a really good ghost story and it's just it just sends chills up your spine but the way that the words are crafted and the way that 
you know, every person who falls to this house or the nightmarish things that happen within this house, um, you you sort of you get that sense of of sort of terror and the macabre nature of it. But there's also layers because it's not it's not just that the house is evil and must there there's there's motivations, the character motivations, which are quite surprising in in some ways. Like not everything that comes from the bad bad place is necessarily a bad bad thing. But what happens to those people may not be great. And <laughs> which may lead to why the town is the way it is. But I I love this, you know, I um you know, th- these are two creators who obviously work together on quite a few things. And I'd always see the books and be intrigued by them. But all it takes is one just dip your toe into the in the water and then immediately you're, f- you're a fan. And, you're in. Yeah. yeah, that was it with this. I mean, and Mark's just just shot to one of my favourite artists' lists. Just shot right up, completely up there. Because I was enjoying looking at the pages. And when I was reading it on Comic House as well, you see the whole page, um, which I know, I, like I talk about, like um, you know, seeing it panel by panel. But with pages like this, you just got to soak them in in all their wonderful glory, because it just works together so so beautifully. And then, then you see, and then when you it opens up on a splash page, it will creep you out in a wonderful kind of way. Um, yeah, so the bad bad place. Um, you can read it on Comic House now if you if you've got a membership, but also. Get a print copy. Uh, I, I usually, you know, I'm also They're still sucker- working on stuff together, aren't they? I yeah, think. yeah. I'm also yeah. a sucker for those sort of horror stories that are like this house disappeared, and now it's back. Do you know what I mean that just that just that sort of idea alone that something really messed up that disappeared has just returned again? That immediately yeah. just gets my. I'm like, mm. oh god, you know what's ha- what's going on here? There's got and to what be. What I mystery. remember of it is that they. They managed to make it like a Victorian, like oldie schooly gothic horror story, but also like really set in the present at the yeah. same time. Yeah, they somehow do the both. Yeah, yeah. There's there. yeah. It's almost there's, there's a certain sort of Edgar Allan Poe along alongside like a uh, your local council uh, dealing with yeah, uh, yeah things. <laughs> I've um, written a letter to ITV asking that they do the comic adaption of Sapphire and Steel. I think. Oh, lovely! <laughs> you should you should write it, Tony. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but no, I yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this, and also just the the character writing as well. There were there are certain moments. There's on this the town council. I recognise those sort of people. Do you know what I mean? There's that sort of like, oh yeah, I know that that twat, completely right leaning asshole. <laughs> it's like yeah. yeah, I know I know people like that. Well, I don't mm. know people like that, but you know you recognise the people, and that's I think that's. That's just it's just well written. Just the whole thing's great. Can't recommend it enough, you know. And I know it's a few few years old. I think uh, as it says here on Amazon, it says publication yeah, was four years. Two thousand nineteen. Oh okay. Uh, huh. So yeah, but it's never it's never too late to discover something, Very unless you, unless yeah. the discovery is oh it is a shark beneath us, then um, maybe you're in trouble. Anyway, I've Tony, what's this? Full of zombies. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just whale doing here. <laughs> we put this or, whale in the ship, or, yeah. or maybe it's when Dan scrolls down to the penultimate panel on this on that comic and realise, oh, this story really didn't go anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm going to smash you up. <laughs> it didn't go. Yeah. 
Well, I've sent the link on to you guys now. And oh, yeah. I'm read oh, I've, all, I've already been looking through it. Yeah. <laughs> read, you know, in inverted yeah. commas. It looks nice. The art looks nice. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Tony, what's your last one? So my last one is, now, right, I'm going to be thick here because I've never said this name out loud, right? Albert Camus. Right? Does anyone know? It's If you look at it, it's Albert Camus. Do we know how it's said? Yeah, I think know? it's Camus. Camus. Yeah, I always thought yeah. it was Al- Albert Camus. Albert Camus. Okay, right. That's what I'm going to go with. I like um, the way you said so, it, Dan. Yeah. yeah, I did as well, actually. It's yeah, giving yeah. shivers. Yeah. Um, made me feel funny in my time. <laughs> I did go through a phase a couple of years ago. I read The Plague, The Stranger, and did he do another one? I can't recall. That's the only two I can remember. Yeah. The, well, the reason I picked this up is because I've literally just bought The Plague, hmm. which isn't, I've only started it, but I loved it. And I, I was hmm. in a, I was in, this is, book is called The Stranger, incidentally. And I was in a, um, a Remainders bookshop in Judd Street, just off um, Russell Square, yesterday, and it was on sale. It's a big old um, hardback BD format. It's a translation, um, and it was six pounds. So I thought, right, I'm having that as well. So I read this. I absolutely loved it. I, I, it's, it's strange. He's, he's, he's such an interesting writer to me, Dan. Did you, did you like his stuff? Did you? Or- I was just in. Just as soon as I was reading it, I was. I'm getting sucked into this. Like, yeah. there's, there's something behind this, and yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So this is drawn by Jacques Ferrandez, uh, translated by Sandra Smith, originally published in France by Gallimard, um, who once took me for dinner and paid for my dinner because they believed that I was Sam Arthur's bodyguard, which did make us <laughs> laugh a lot. Um, the published in English by Peg- Pegasus Books. Um, it's um, just it was just one of those coincidences where I was looking through, you know, there's this remainder shop I occasionally pop into, um, and um, oh, they've got this. They didn't. They never had it before. Um, and it's 128 pages, full colour, oversized. Um, as we all know, Albert Camus was an Algerian-born French-language philosopher and novelist. He won the Nobel Prize for Literature. It just aged 44 in 1957. So, so you know, he's, he's, he's not a new writer. Um, this actually does take place in and around Algiers, um, which at the time was a French colony in Algeria. Um, it follows a man called Merceau. Um, he is, um, as I know you, we had a quick chat about this down before, and he's, he's one of these sort of, cold and emotionless young men who you you mostly read about in russian fiction but appears in here as well um he's fairly unhappy with his life and he declares often that things don't really matter to him he did he doesn't know it doesn't really matter to me um the general story is concerns um his life and and he's one of these characters who we see in a lot of fiction who's just sort of blown about by the events that surround him really he's just Mm. carried along by what happens um, except for one very decisive moment, which happens in the last third of this, this graphic novel. Um, starts off with it, it opens with his mum. She's she's died and he has to attend the funeral. Um, he sort of wanders off to the funeral, um, doesn't really want to do anything that anyone tells him. They have the funeral. Then he goes swimming and he meets this girl, becomes in, entangled in sort of a relationship with her, sleeps with her. Um, and she says to him, oh, you know, I love you. And he says, well, I don't really think things like that. You know, he's just on these sort of blokes. He's just, there's no, you'd look at him and think there's no real depth. He's very Kafkaesque. If you look at something like The Trial, he's almost like this character who's just pushed through the story. Things happen to him. This is really interesting. He's not an everyman because he's not like everybody. He's just this sort of fucking idiot, really. But the, <laughs> um, he, he, all the way through it, he makes these sort of casual choices um, that in reality actually come up to bite him in the arse during a trial that happens. He's got this this neighbour of his, he's called Raymond, who's a bit of a thug, beats his girlfriend up, 
the attitudes towards domestic abuse were clearly different in Albert Camus' time. Um, and it, it escalates. I won't, I'm going to ruin this 91-year-old novel, by the way. Um, with him just out of the blue, he happens to be walking along the beach, sees one of the people that his friend Albert is, is, is having a feud with, and he kills him, shoots him five times. And it, the last third of the book is all about this trial. But it, because it has an element of satire, you know, a large element is satire, the trial isn't about the actual act of him shooting someone. It's about how the fact that he doesn't really have any emotions and he does stuff like on the day of his funeral, he goes swimming and sleeps with a girl and he doesn't care about things. And it, it gets like the trial, like with Kathy, you know, it, it, it takes over this sort of really strange mood and he's wholly belligerent throughout it, but at the same time, ignorant, casual, and very unlikable. Hmm. Um, throughout it, Camus takes and uses the the story, the ongoing story, to take shots, satirical shots at life, not just at the time, but just wider subjects. So relationships, family, courts. Um, and then you get this thing, he talks about gang violence, you know, how people can spring to violence, how they don't see it as impactful on their lives. Um, but also he does a really big thing at, towards the end about the, the the reason and the existence of religion and whether it matters. And of course, Merceau is just so casual and offhand about everything. And the, the priest is saying to him, you know, at the end of it, he's going to be executed. So he gets found guilty in this trial. And he said, the priest has gone to see him. And he says, well, I don't, doesn't really mean things, does it? You know, he just sort of sits there. And he, the, the priest gets really angry with him and says, well, it might do, you know, why, you know, nah. and he ends up having a fight with the priest in the cell. It's really interesting. Um, throughout the whole thing, you sit there reading it, thinking, where is this going? I don't know what is happening here. Why is this going this way? Because it doesn't play to any of the cliches that we see these days in every movie and TV, seemingly, that ever turns up on television or at the at cinema, where you can almost guess what the ending's going to be. You know he's going to end up with that girl. You know he's going to win the mm. fight. You know, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not predictable in any any sort of way. Um, the art it has a has a, um almost like a watercolor over a thick line, um, thick ink line look to it. Um, does anyone know Warren Police, the artist Warren Police? Yeah, very similar to that, actually. <clears throat> Reminded me a little bit of his work. Um, it is the writing is brilliant. I know it's an adaption, but the writing of it is also very good. And I think the translation works as well for because she's had to um, show this coldness to him, this unfeelingness to him and the way he's blown through life. Um, I was trying to think what it reminded me of. And it reminds me of the movies of um, Lindsay Anderson. Has anyone ever seen any of those films? He did Britannia Hospital, Oh Lucky Man. No. Um, if he does those sort of strange films that, you know, the people in them are victims of circumstance almost. But I really enjoyed it, I have to say. Um, another piece of um, French and Belgian comics that we're, we're sadly missing here and it would make, I don't know why nobody's heard about it. I never heard that. This book came out three or four years ago and I'd never heard about it but it's, it's sitting there on the shelf in a remainder's bookshop in Judd Street. So if you are in anywhere near Russell Square, walking your way through to Euston or St Pancras, as I was, then pop into Judd Books. Um, all the comics are on the left as you go in, and there's loads of great stuff in there. Um, and, um, yeah, it only cost me six quid. So that's mine, and it's called The Stranger. There you go. Nice. I've kind of, after seeing the people posting up in the Slack group that they've done these charity shop runs and just found all this stuff. Yeah. I'm taking it upon myself now every Saturday I want to go down to the charity shops Yeah, me because there's a number of really good ones and to see if they've got any comics or books that are good. Yeah, there's a great okay. one um, near me because 
it's, it's slowed down a bit in there, but they used to have like a stack of stuff from Barry Tomlinson in there. Whoa. Um, and you used to be able to go and then get loads of like, big piles of British weeklies from the seventies and stuff. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. And I often put my head in a couple in the village. Yeah. My uh, mother-in-law used to work in a uh, charity shop and a couple of years ago, and she used to ring me up and say, we've got these books. Do you want them? And it's like, oh, Batman this. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, obviously, the, the wife would find out, so it was sort of... <laughs> there would be uh, issues there. Yeah. She, she hasn't found out you do a podcast, yeah, about comics, has she? Yeah, I get to hear about that every week, Vince. So you're not doing your podcast tonight? Well, I've been doing it for about five years, yes. Seven years. Seven years. <laughs> she thinks it's five. She yeah, thinks it's five. <laughs> but it yeah, has been five. more than that, and thank you very much for joining yeah. us for all, yes. all those time, all the lovely loyal listeners. And thank you for listening to this week's show. Loads of fantastic books for you to check out there, and lots of stuff to uh, find out more about and if you want us to talk about any any other thing, things like i don't know comics crowdfunding comics processes comics whatever then there's several different ways you can get in touch with us you can email us awesomecomicspod at gmail.com follow us on twitter at the awesome pod mm. uh, if you do the book of faces go uh, it's just it's the end of the night <laughs> yeah just keep going big, the, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks uh, through. Uh, if you do, <laughs> if you're on facebook Go to facebook.com slash awesomecomicspodcast. There's also a great community group on there called Awesome Comics Talk, which you could uh, sign up for. Plus, join the Awesome Comics Podcast Slack channel. Slack group, which has loads of channels and lots of things. I bought um, some comics off there today. Processes, Mm. people selling books, etc., etc. Loads of different avenues to get more of uh, what you love. And if you listen to this show, you love comics. End of. And uh, yes, thank you for listening to us, whether it was on the website, awesomecomics.podbean.com. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, subscribe and leave a review. I, think, I don't think we've had a review in years. Didn't we get one about three months ago? Did we? I Did we had noticed it? I, 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 have, I haven't done that shameless looking on the internet for our podcast for a while. <laughs> yeah. no, I, I occasionally do. Yeah. Of course I do. We all do that. If you do something, don't lie Barry to Cheeseman's me. Barry Cheeseman's leaving don't, another review. Yeah, don't lie to me <laughs> and say you don't Google your own podcast and see how well they're doing. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, but if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe to the show because it helps get the word out about the comics that we talk about every week and the fantastic creators like Gareth that you may not yeah. have known about before. If you listen to us on any other networks like Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Podnose, Podknife, what other networks are we on, Tony? They're on Pod, probably plays a clarinet. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, <laughs> it was going to be Pod Kentucky Plug, but I didn't do that. No, no, no let's, not, let's, not, <laughs> let's not go down that route again. Um, <laughs> but where can people find us online, etc.? Tony? com for all your needs. There we go. Dan? You can find me uh, on Patreon, uh, Patreon forward slash Vanguard Comic. Go nice. Check, check it out there. Nice. You can find me on social media at Jester Diablo. And thank you again to Gareth yeah, Hopkins. Man. What an absolute legend. You can see why we love him so much. But where can people find you and your work, Gareth? So what people need to remember is Gerthink is spelled G-R-T-H-I-N-K. And then they can either go to Twitter with that or Instagram with that or patron with that and it's me so Gerthink G-R-T-H-I-N-K Nice have Fantastic you got, Have you got business cards with that on? I do <laughs> Yeah But it's all written in abstract Yeah um, 
No, I, I chopped up a really big picture I did because I didn't like it anymore and just wrote girthing on the back of all of them. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that that tracks. Um yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna um go off and read some more comments. So thank you very much for listening, everyone. We hope you have a brilliant week. No matter where you are in the world. You may enjoy you. next week's. We're not gonna say anything yet, but something might be happening. It's not next week. Yeah. Do we need to watch out for it? Is that what you're oh, no, it's a week after next week. It's a week, week after. after. God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bloody yeah. Hell. yeah. Um, well, you should look forward to every week because we're going yeah. to be talking about comics and have the same nonsense. There won't be a Wizard and Chips quiz every week. <laughs> oh, so don't oh, get too excited. Bastard, <laughs> if, if only. Um, um, Wizard or Wazza. <laughs> but, but until then, we love you. Don't we, Dan? Hell yeah. Gareth, do you love the listeners? Uh, some of them. Yeah. Tony, do you love any of them? One of them. There you go. <laughs> Who is it? Does Marina Sirtis listen? Of course she does. Yeah, yeah, I love her. Jane yeah. McDonald does. I've, I've, oh. I've wrote a message and let her know to listen. <laughs> she never pays any attention to our messages. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to you, Jane. Keep doing what you're doing. And while you're yeah, doing well, that, the, the rest of us will be reading comics. So thank you very much for listening. From Dan, Tony, Gareth and myself. Have a brilliant week. Read loads of comics. Make loads of comics. Introduce someone, one of your mates, to a comic that comics. you know that they'll really like. And as always, what should they do, guys? Stay, Stay awesome. awesome. Stay awesome. Thank you, you Gareth. Did that Thank purpose. you, Gareth. That was. Uh, <laughs> he's always got to la- have the last word, haven't you, Gareth? So he's got to be different, isn't he? <laughs> I just tried to make it as snappy as possible. I think. <laughs> Do you know what Good show done. you're on? Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.